Welcome back. It is Love Your Van Life Podcast and your host, Madison Munro. I am super excited about this episode today. Like I said, it's special. Why? Because two of my very best friends and my other best friend, as you already know, are joining me today. So, while you, you know, put your phone down if you're driving, earbuds in while you're doing the dishes, or even building out a van, which I've seen a lot of lately, congratulations and good luck. I'm going to take a moment, I'm going to go get my friends, and we'll meet you back in a few seconds. It's not like he's got to walk a mile. Walk a mile in my shoes. <laughs> like all over you dip out half your wine. Oh, no. I get the biggest spade in that thing. Every time I drink wine, I have a gnat in it. Yep. Right. You need a dollar to eat it. I don't need a dollar. No, I know you'll eat it. <laughs> what are you going to say? Stop it. Natalie. Stop. Okay, we're going to test the sound quality. I'm about to lean over and yell. Hello, this is Madison. Tyler, speak. Hello, this is Tyler. Hello, this is... What's my name? Douchebag. No. <laughs> my name is what? My oh. name is Tiki Tiki Slim Shady. <laughs> Your rap name? Yeah. My rap name is Gator. Gator don't play. Miss Irene. Hello, my name's Irene. Okay. Yeah, we can't hear you. See how quiet that is. I'm going to test this out. That made me nervous. Okay. All right. First of all, thank you guys so much. I appreciate y'all coming on to my show. This is best friend time, so I have to remember to be somewhat professional. We're going to talk about what we're drinking first, slash introduce ourselves. Mainly just you two, because they know who me and Tyler are. So we'll start ladies first. Teacher Irene. Okay, well, I'm here drinking a red blend, and it is 14 hands. Very good. Your favorite, right? It's one of my favorite, yes. Okay. There was a bug in it, but it's gone now, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Joshua? I Slim am, Shady. yeah, a.k.a. Slim Shady. I'm drinking a Jack and Coke, my favorite drink to order at a new bar, because if you screw that one up, you shouldn't be tending. That's true. Tending with the bar. Shouldn't be tending behind the bar. (laughs) You should not be making drinks if you if you mess up a Jack and Coke. That's pretty. That's pretty true. Yeah. Good test. All right. Hello. Who are you? I am not Tyler. No, I am Tyler, and I was seventy days sober, and now I'm drinking a Jack and Coke. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna get into this weekend. Well, this past weekend's events. I think that pushed Tyler to drink. Sooner rather than later. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but he is also, he's drinking Jack and Coke, and I'm drinking a Jack and Coke in my new hand-painted Van Life mug to, for extra inspiration. So we're sitting here, we as in me and Tyler, sitting here with our best friends, Josh and Irene Baker, and they are the reason we are in Colorado! Finally! Yes. Y'all been waiting on us how long? Uh, too long. Months. <laughs> It's been, it's been a while. In fact, we uh, let's see. Uh, on my podcast, we did a show. You guys were the first show, and we were talking about you coming out here then, and that was yep, that was, was in March. 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 Yeah, yeah, when I first got to Florida. Yeah, yeah. in yep. March. And we were like, we're definitely coming to Colorado next, but we just didn't know when with everything unfolding. Josh was like, heard that money. before. Like, <laughs> Gas, we didn't know if we were going to ever have enough gas to get here, but we knew we were going to make it. Yep. And we did. Yep. What, nine days ago? Has it been nine days? Yeah, today yeah. is day nine. Wow. 
Well, I want y'all to tell them why you're in Colorado and why you asked us to come to Colorado. Yeah, so we are in Colorado because it's the greatest state in the United States. Uh, but we've been trying to move out here for a while. We bought land back in 2014. And finally, we are building a house. So we've made the plunge. It's way past Congratulations. Thank you. And is this a new thing that just came up in the last year or two? Or... No, we've uh, we've been working on it. Well, you guys were here with us three years ago. Uh, yeah, what is this? Two, your two years ago. This is our third. This time our here. third time, third time here. here. The yeah, first time, years first time here was uh, in the summer of twenty eighteen. That would have been twenty eighteen. And we just camped for fun, right? And yeah. Del Norte. Yes. Yeah. It was kind of a last second slash throwing my birthday kind of thing. Yeah, it, it was. was it was pretty last minute. So, and then. <clears throat> Last year, 2019 in March, you guys were here again. I think two years ago. Nope. Was it last, last year? year? It was last year in March, and we did the fence. Yeah. We were here yes. and we did the fence. I don't know if time went by slow or fast. Okay, go yep. on. So we built, yeah, we all built a fence. Yep. That now has to come down. It's now got to come down because... <laughs> it's in the way. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. So when we built the fence uh, last year, we were basically just kind of going to use the land as a vacation spot. Come out, pull an RV look at the stars, look at the mountains for a couple of weeks in the summer, and then uh, go back to our lives of quiet misery. Quiet <laughs> misery. Good old Northeast Mississippi. Uh, and then <laughs> since then, plans have changed. So now where we built the fence, uh, portions of it have to be taken down. Remember? I think I think that's going to be a keynote from this episode is how when things change, how do you react? Because yeah. do things always go the way we plan? Never. never. Never in this group. The four of us, yes, things never go as planned. I wonder why we still plan. Like, mm. what's the what's the point, right? <laughs> the human race as a whole should have just learned how to stop planning. <laughs> You're we a like, teacher, so we it's like embedded. planners, so it's only cute ones. Yeah. <laughs> what's crazy is the four of us plan quite a bit. And yeah. Like, because we're all for adventures. It. We're yeah. what do we call ourselves? I mean, like it's, it's good to have goals. And they call it gypsies. <laughs> it's good to have goals, but also know in the back of your mind that the goal you have may not turn out exactly how you wanted it or at the time you wanted it to happen. I think that's the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the sometimes the result is better than what you had planned originally. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to look at it. Definitely helps the whole taking risk thing or making new goals more worth it yeah um my next question was has it been easy making the change to you know be in mississippi full-time to making this dream closer than ever and what makes it closer than ever at this second because i don't think we've talked about that yet no excuse me it has not been easy no thanks to covid uh yeah the the fact that we finally pulled the trigger on this about the same time that the pandemic was hitting uh, complicated it even more than it was already going to be to begin with. But nothing, I've said this before, you guys are going to kill me because I'm saying it again. Nothing in life that matters is is ever easy, usually. I mean, sometimes things fall in your lap and, you know, 
you can make the best of it or, or see the the silver lining. But as far as things that you actually want to do, usually those things are not easy. And if they were, then everybody would be living the exact life that they dreamed of living. But most people aren't. Most people are sick and tired of their job. They're sick and tired of their relationship. They're sick and tired of their family drama that's never been resolved. But the reason that it still exists is because changing it is hard. It's really, really, really hard. Some people are afraid of change yeah. as it is. Well, some, some people would rather deal with unhappiness, but they know what to expect. Right. Yeah. Mm, that's a that's a key line. So it hasn't been it hasn't been easy, but what are some of the um, problems that have have risen? Because you, I mean, like I thought. So short side note. Well, I'm going to go a little farther back, so don't forget where you are. All right. So how we met Josh and Irene is me and Tyler were serving at Buffalo Rawlings in Tupelo, Mississippi. And this party animal group came in at my table. And before the end of their dinner, we were all like, when can we hang out? You're actually cool. We're from the same small town where nothing ever happens. That we don't like. Yes. <laughs> and uh, y'all were like, we're throwing a party here soon. Y'all come. And we did. And that was the first of many fun get-togethers that... Like, no words, just who has a bartender at your party in a dry county? These I, people. I think I forgot Are we my name that? that night. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't no, matter. No. Live there now. <laughs> I mean, you, it's the first party. you got to make a good impression. Right? That's right. And y'all that, way if they, that way, if they shut you down after the first one, at least it was epic. Yep. <laughs> we'll come visit you in jail. <laughs> no, that was just the start of our epic friendship. And we've gone on so many trips back then. We, uh, Me and Tyler, before Van Life, had a short school bus. Yep. That we converted in a span of like two years, and it never really left the ground. And um, thank God, I don't know what I do, but started flying. <laughs> oh my gosh, I wish it would fly like Chi Chi Bay Bay. Well, Josh and Irene, uh, we were hoping for a new place to work on our bus, and they offered us their backyard full time. And they have three kids of their own. They have a busy, busy schedule. Um, Irene's teacher of the year. Josh is always either you know rounding up horses, fixing someone's car working insurance, picking up a new hobby, everything. So they were busy. They but had chickens, goats, and horses. <laughs> oh, my. It, you make it sound like I'm easily bored. Yeah. <laughs> you are. You are. So his new project at the time was me and Tyler taking over their backyard with a huge blue bus, you know, yeah. like an eyesore. And they got a lot of probably weird questions. They went from having an outdoor garage to what looked like a yard sale. <laughs> that lasted a few months. We went from having an outdoor garage to an outdoor homemade shower oh my gosh put together it's like a death trap yeah Yeah, you're definitely getting stabbed by it's an escape room this big (laughs) please don't drop the soap because you will end up with a nail in your anus (laughs) okay so we lived in their backyard for about a year um they still liked us after that and uh my point for that was oh how when we first got the school bus i thought we'd be on the road living our best life the dream in three months well that took over two years so y'all this is not a new dream, but y'all definitely probably thought it was going to be easier and sooner than what it's been. So what some, what are some things that you've um, had to deal with and change specifically? Like I know uh, permits, for example. Stipulations, yes. yeah. So <clears throat> I'll do this as quick as possible. Okay. And she can jump in and kind of... Because someone, li- someone listening might want yeah. to do this. Well, so we moved to the San Luis Valley in southern Colorado. And the land here is notoriously cheap. So what happened back in the, well, it happened in the 70s. uh, And then it happened again in the early to mid 90s. Because a lot of the land out here in this valley 
uh, was sold to real estate uh, investors, and then they split it up into like five and ten acre lots, depending on what part of the valley you were in. And they sold it super cheap. Uh, so a lot of people bought up the land. They had their little five acre slice of heaven, right? Mm -hmm. In Colorado, surrounded by 14,000 feet mountains. Uh, the problem is nobody knew how many hoops you would have to jump through in order to actually build something on your land. To so, actually be able to stay the night there, correct. legally. So what happened is, back in the 90s, they had uh, the valley here, Tuskia County, mainly more so than, than Alamosa County. Tuskia County had a lot of people buy five-acre lots of land, and then they moved in and thought they could just kind of live in their RVs mm -hmm. you know, with no running water, uh, Maybe poor living conditions for yeah, some people. Yeah, no septic. And I, th I think the county started cracking down because they ended up, you know, people came out here not realizing how cold the winters were. Yeah. And how far you would have to drive to haul your own water and stuff like that. So they had kids living in those type of, of situations and conditions. So the county stepped in and what they did is they put a land use code in place. And the land use code basically says... You have to have a septic, and you have to have a water source, either a cistern or a, a well, in order to even get a building permit or get any kind of permit to live in an RV while you're building. So that that weeded out a lot of the people who were just going to move here. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's funny, you can drive through some of the, the roads. You guys have seen the old RVs. The school oh, buses yeah. the old and school everything. school buses yeah. are just kind of still sketchy. rusted. Yeah. They're still, yeah. Nobody lives in them. But, Some look like they've been exploded. All right. But those are those are left over from people who moved in the 90s. And they had their cheap land. And then what happened is they moved out there and they started getting land use uh, code violations. I forget what they call it. But it's a, it's a violation basically from the county. So they weren't grandfathered in, even no. though they were there first. No, they started getting land use uh, code violations, uh, and they ignored them. And basically what happened is the, the violations they got from the county ended up being more than they paid for the property to begin with. So they just kind of abandoned They went your vacation. And left. Yeah, yeah, they stopped paying taxes on it. So you can still see some of the RVs. So we, you know, naively, I... Naively, I bought this land sight unseen. I had never even. You never saw the spot. I never saw both the spot. Both of you. Neither one of us. All right, so do, I mean, it's not ugly at all. I mean, no. I, I've been telling my Instagram. I do love your van life about it, but tell them what is on your like in your backyard. Yeah. So Mount Mount Blanca or Blanca, as they say. <laughs> Blanca uh, is three miles to the base of the mountain from our backyard. And, and it's the prettiest mountain I've ever it's seen. It's really, really, really nice. Yeah, quick fact, the fourth highest summit of the Rocky Mountains in North America. There you go. Wow. And you were telling me today, I think it's the highest, it's the tallest, mm -hmm. largest mountain. It's way east. There's yeah. nothing, There's nothing east, east of east it. of that mountain bigger. that's bigger. That's correct. So that's pretty cool. 14,351 feet. Wow. There you go. Irene, what... Okay, so my question is for you. After these speculations that y'all had to overcome like in short is the um the water system sewage uh -huh. what would you call it the septic tank the septic, the septic tank did y'all have to have a driveway we or you just got one paved we got one put in but it was mainly so we could use it to to 
hauling materials to build. Okay, and then what else? You got in your piping? We had to have um, the... A well. We had to have a well. Which we had was to have super cheap, right? <laughs> Yeah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Sarcasm is not cheap, right. guys. It's like 38 bucks a foot, and then you have to buy your uh, your pump, which is $1,000 They had to dig 200 feet to get, to get wow. water. So, but... Part of it. Part That's of the dream. Just part of the dream. Okay. Exactly. And now, what is on y'all's land? A house. Well, a shell, a shell of a house. <laughs> yes. Um, we we went back and forth in trying to figure out the most budget friendly um, option to build because we did not want to be in debt, and we have put ourselves in that predicament more than once. And we finally came to the conclusion that this was it. We were not going to do it anymore. So we went from either getting a trailer, fixing it up, to Josh watching a bunch of YouTube shows and saying, maybe I can build it on my own. Cutting on his own trees. Yes. I think he said he would. actually went through that. I even started cutting Oh, we did. Josh's words were, I think I will live in a cardboard box at the bottom of this mountain. How many trees did y'all physically with your bare hands and a few materials Close to a dozen. It was close to a dozen. And that ended up being a dead end, right? Like y'all ended up never on a On a mountainy hillside. And so he cut these trees. And then, of course, I'm watching the shows with him. And I noticed some little details because sometimes when you have a dream, you don't pay attention to other things. Details. details. <laughs> to details. And it said that the trees have to be cured for a certain amount of time. So like a year at least. And you guys have wanted them there for like three months. So I, was like, <laughs> I wanted um, to cut them and bring them straight out. <laughs> I, I was like, Josh, I don't want to burst your bubble, but like I've seen this show and this show oh, and this no. show, and you have to let those trees sit there. Well, he was like ready to cut it and build the house. Okay, that's not going to So happen. technically. Screw those termites. No. Right. So technically, you can build with, they do it in Alaska all the time. These guys that are on trap lines and stuff like this. They cut down green trees that right. are not dead, they're not dried out, and they build a cabin and it lasts them for years. As the trees dry out, they do shrink. That's mm-hmm. what happens with wood. As the moisture leaves the wood, it compresses and it shrinks. Hardens, yeah. But the way you solve that, so technically I still could have went that route. Uh, the way you solve it is in the corners where the logs overlap each other, mm-hmm. you drill a hole. You sink them? From the, no. You drill a hole, not exactly. You drill a hole from the top to the bottom of those corner notches, and you put a bolt and a washer mm. and a nut on the bottom and a nut and a washer on the top, and you run like this iron bolt all the way through. Mm. What happens is, as the trees lose their moisture, you go out three times a year, maybe seasonal, whatever you want to do, and you check to see if there's any, uh, any play, mm-hmm. any looseness in the bolt. If there is, it means that the logs have shrunk and you need to retighten it to keep oh, wow. them compressed together. There's a lot of hand motions going on here. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I love I, it. I, I, oh, with, I can see it. I talk with both my mouth and my hands. So. <laughs> Same. So, technically, you could have done it. It's just there's a lot of maintenance. So, you might get a two-story building and end with a one-story. <laughs> <laughs> one and a half. Okay. Yeah, I, think, I think, honestly, so we, we wanted to do 10-foot outside walls and do a, a loft in one end. Right. I think if we had if we had built with wet logs or you know green lumber, 
it would have probably lost like an inch and a half. Right. It wouldn't have been That's a not bad. drastic change. But it, there would have been a lot more and upkeep and maintenance. could affect windows and Correct. seams and corners and things like you that. You have to set your windows. Well, really, ideally, you wouldn't even want to do windows. You just want to do the, the glass and cut a groove into the, the wood. The wood and let the, it shift. Yep. And then as it shrinks, you have room above and below the window for it to kind of compress with the wood without cracks. Sounds like a That's gamble. very cool. Yeah. It's not a family-friendly house. Yeah. It's more of a bachelor pad. The log cabin idea. It's, yes. it's more of the, well, the guy's hunting cabin. Well, thankfully, <laughs> you didn't go with that one. Yes, and I want, you, you were going to say what your house is made out of now or what it is. Cause so, it's not exactly we yet. were able to, we decided to go ahead and pour concrete. And we have a concrete slab. And then we got a metal building. And we got that installed. And it looks awesome. Thank you. Walls and roof. What are the Exterior colors? Walls. The colors are, gosh, they're so new. It's brown. It's like a, it's like a log brown, cabin brown. Maroon yeah. brown. Yeah, and then the roof is green. And oh, our daughter right. did help us with the color coordination. And what did you, what was your like last minute idea that is going to be amazing? So originally. So we, my idea. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was Irene's Originally, because once again, we're trying to be very um, conscientious with our money. He, we had just three windows at the end of the of the house, which is uh, uh, looking at Blanca, but you can only see the base of the mountain. And I was like, hmm, so what if they put three more on top? Well, every single time he told me no when we were back in Mississippi, when we would look at the blueprints, he's like, this is it. This is what we're sticking with, and that's that's it. End of discussion. Mm -hmm. But then I said, hmm, three windows would just look really nice. He says, well, it's going to cost us a little bit more. I said, it doesn't matter in the long run. You know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be worth it. Because, like y'all mentioned, cold winters, you want to yeah. be able to still see your view from the inside mm -hmm. with your warm. Well, fire. you want you want the sun to come through the the windows as well. Is it's, that where the sun <clears throat> rises or sets? It's right. close. It's where it's gonna rise. It's so it'll rise in the east, and technically a little more right. Blanc, yeah, technically Blanca is uh northeast from mm -hmm. our property it's northeast mm -hmm. so we kind of split the difference we'll get right. we can still see all of blanca but still get at least part of the sunrise as it comes up you can probably so. see the sand dunes from those beautiful windows uh we can see the crestone needles I from our bit yes from our okay. bedroom but which is the sangre de cristo mountain range that mm -hmm. runs north I, I don't know about the sand dunes i don't think we i think it's but considering the house is a conservative size, most people build 2,500 square foot houses for our fa I mean, for the size of our family, it's what? Family of five, it's 1,120 square feet. So I think the windows so will help it feel very big. It does. Yes, it, it sure. does. We yeah. just been in that shell and it was beautiful. I'm six three and I think I went halfway up the first window yeah. and then there's <laughs> one on top of it. So. so yeah, you have three. What what would you call them? Like I don't know. I guess I would call them almost church windows. I just call them they're huge view. picture windows. That's the middle one is yeah. the longest. It, it feels like a real cabin. Yes. So it's yeah. you know, and it has no actual windows or doors in it. Those right windows now. are That's like six project. by four foot, aren't they? They're four four by four. They're four by four. Yep. They are square, oh. but they're but they're four by four, and they're stacked on top of each other. So it makes them look longer. So it makes mm -hmm. them look longer. Yeah, exactly. I would say those are huge windows. Well, Tyler, if you need to make another beverage, mm -hmm. or does any is everyone need a beverage? Are we good still? I'm about. Uh... We're gonna talk for about five more minutes and drink break. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sounds good to me. Okay. Okay. Tyler's got to pace himself. 
I know, right? <laughs> he's gonna be like, I'm oh, no, gonna blame it on the elevation, but we're gonna know the truth. Like, guys, it's because it's been 70 days, man. <laughs> I, know. Oh, I know. What were we doing a podcast? Yeah, um, okay. So, as another thing I wanted to touch because I'm all about motivating people to follow their dream, and I want to know more people that are following their dreams so they can also help me to continue following my dream. And one of my mottos to say is that there's never a perfect time. You're never going to have enough money. And there's never going to be a family member that doesn't need you to put off your dream to help them be more comfortable. Mm. So, would y'all agree with that? Yeah, uh, painfully so. Uh, I mean, I'm sure your kids, your three kids and their grandparents and their other family members, that was a big part of this, this decision. Yeah, I mean, you you knew you were gonna let people that's down. Why it took us for a very long, it took us a very long time to pull that trigger. This time last year, I was done. Yeah, I, I, was I done, remember done with done with the call. Right? He was done with the dream. He's yeah, like, we'll just was, put done. a band aid, make it a vacation spot. That's right after he found out he couldn't do the wood, and a couple other things fell through. You yep. had to have another fifteen thousand dollars yeah. for yep. whatever. It was just I did not want to go back into debt for an $80,000 house if I could help it because we've been there and done that. And what happens is people talk about all these experiences and these things they want to do and uh, you know time they want to spend with their kids or time they want to spend traveling. And, and there's basically only two things that keep that from happening. Either it's too hard because of a family member or maybe the place you want to travel to requires more bravery than you're ready to put forward at that time. Or you don't have the money to do it. Would you also call that maybe sacrificing a lot of what you're used to? Mm-hmm. People yeah, are afraid to sacrifice their routines. Yeah. and their... So we, we have never been the type of people that has been afraid, but money has gotten in the way. And, of course. And for me... Most of the places that I've lived as an adult, I have not been happy. It's not been places that I actually chose. I did it for a family member, or I did it for convenience because we needed babysitters, or I did it because Are you wearing life? the job yeah. was available at that particular time, or we had a support system. And the only way to not go stir crazy and not focus every single day on the fact that I was living somewhere where I absolutely did not want to be was to have things, right? So you, mm-hmm, yeah. the house and you need four wheelers. Horses, you need nine, boathouse, you need nine horses, ski, yeah. even though you can only ride two, yeah, right? But we had nine at one time. Wow. And horses, not jet skis. Yeah, not jet skis. <laughs> I mean, you're not the type you of person. You did have two jet skis. Yeah, we did. You're, you're not the type of person who just sporadically blows money, but you no. like to work hard, play hard. Yeah. And it's and so, yeah, we put ourselves in, in positions mainly because of where we live. Those things become a band-aid mm-hmm. and they become a justification for sacrificing maybe true happiness for some type of a temporary fix. That Superficial gets you, joy instead of Yeah, it gets you to the next weekend. You know, it gets you Momentary. through the summer. Or where you end up trying not to look at your bank account. Right. So here, you know, we didn't want to do that. We wanted to to build smaller, have less debt, 
so we actually could do the things that, yeah. we, that we've talked about just, and dreamed about doing. Which just is, in the nine days I've been here, you're hitting breaks because some yeah. days you're spreading yourself thin. You have so much going on that good and not bad at all, really, but so much goods, responsibility, so much things you want to do with your family, with us. Like, I see you literally glowing and being a different person than you were back where you were not Well, happy. for example, and I, I'm, not, I'm not changing the subject, but it's part of it, like you said. He's been working a lot, but you're not out here just, you know, building your dream home. Y'all are currently living in an RV, which we'll get to later, but how, like, what is your rent system here? So, it, it, it was... So the, the monthly rent at this RV park in the summer months, which is May, June, July, uh, and August, is $1,000 a month. Mm-hmm. But now we are campground hosts. Yay! So the best campground hosts, hey. can I say? I'm dabbing. <laughs> I just went and showered, and I wish I, it was Irene's day to clean the shower, because when you, I work out on the floor in that bathroom when she cleans it, but today there was some things that are not appropriate to discuss that I saw. I'm not, it's, I'm sorry. I'll tell y'all later after this episode. Okay. But anyways, yeah. So now, so y'all work every other week to end up paying for your monthly yes, rent. Yes. That's right. That's incredible. So, and yeah, just another challenge like you were talking about earlier. It's just and another we, thing that we didn't anticipate. We didn't know how we were going to make it because we're like, well, we can either use that money and save it because we were able to get rid of our house in Mississippi and keep waiting or just pull the plug, go and figure it out. And that's what we did. And we just will not worry about it. We'll take care of it a month at a time. And, and a day at a time, like you're currently looking yeah. for a job. Right? I mean, you, you, yes. you guys are like a form of the definition of trying to do something that is not so easy. Like we've mentioned, you have three kids. You have a dog. You have a cat. You all have dogs fam- going back to Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, he you, finds you, too many ankles. And we're living in an RV park. Right. And from what I hear, uh, if if the dog if bites the dog bites anybody, somebody, the owner kicks whoever the dog's right. owner is out, and we don't need to be kicked out. So yeah. he's <laughs> gone. Go. Poor you, cowboy. You, go. you guys went from having a home that you that you blueprinted and had built yourselves. And you had family and a support system like Josh spoke of. To you were out here with you. You have friends, they're acquaintances you met in the past, and friends you've met this year. But you have no family. You have no lifelong friends except for us who just got here. You don't even know what school these children are going to be exactly. enrolled in. We don't even know when school's going to start. They're touring schools Man, this you week. Make it sound like this is but, not so good. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And here's here's we're my pack up episode. Here, here is my point. And it's I kind need of another like, drink. <laughs> Like Madison's podcast is kind of about is encouragement and saying, like, if you think you can't think again, and you guys are a huge motivation you're, for you're us. Reason. Because yeah. since we've met you all, when we had these kooky, crazy ideas, instead of being that those friends that were just like, you guys are dumb or you guys are nuts, you guys were like, sure, do it. We'll help you. Help, you know, like, I'll help you build a shower. Call me, I'll bring the beer. You know, no, <laughs> well, I mean, when you guys started talking about the van life thing, I mean, that was right up my alley. Because yeah. I grew up in an RV. I think you were more excited than we yeah, were. Right. I, think I, was. I was like, yes! He, he would come home from work, working eight, nine hours a day. What are we doing today? I know, and I know. was just like, man, I'm so tired. He, I wouldn't know how to put two pieces of wood together. And he'd be like on his back, hitting his head, trying to fix our sink, put a better faucet. Because I want the cutest faucet ever. Yeah. I don't even have a faucet now, but whatever. Yeah, but well, we were talking earlier about 
the two things that typically hold people back from doing what we're trying to do and what you guys are trying to do, which is live your best life and do it based on your rules and what mm-hmm. makes you happy. Correct. Like, what is the best life not to the, us, not people to People say cookie cutter, right. fake American dream that they put on TV that no one actually is either happy at or able yeah. to achieve. I, I know I, I have tons of people that I grew up with that have a cookie cutter dream life in America. and Are they happy? No, they're not happy. They're not happy. What do you think it is they want? What would make them happy? I don't think maybe you can answer that, but like, I don't think are they, they not going know. after something that they've repressed? They stay so busy that they don't sit that, down yeah. and think. I they, think that's that's one of the one of the the byproducts of our culture is that it it does make it easier for people to be busy than they than it is for them to be happy. Even on our few minutes of downtime, we'll pick up our phones yeah. and we'll fill it. We'll fill that time with anything. Most people don't even have time or don't even take the time to think about the things in their life that they could change if they had the option. Right. And and when they do start thinking about it, it becomes so overwhelming a lot of times that they just fill that space up with, which is what I did in Mississippi and other places I've lived. It's like you start thinking about what could I do different and then it just stacks up. It's like, well, I got to jump this hurdle and this hurdle and this hurdle. I'll just go buy jet ski. And y'all weren't just some Mississippi boy and girl. Y'all were like, <laughs> y'all live in Florida, San Antonio, Mexico? No, I've never lived in New Mexico. New Mexico? Nothing? Just San Antonio. I don't know my friend. <laughs> 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 She's Mexican, so I'm not completely like crazy. Okay. But San Antonio. But where else? Y'all lived other places, San Antonio, right? Florida, Mississippi. Is that yeah. it? Now yes. Colorado? Yes. Okay. Well, um, y'all were y'all mentioned and we can make drinks while we touch the spaces. I just like our flow that we got going on. But you both have mentioned cost, money, and uh possessions, like trying to fill those temporary joys to distract you from your misery. Mm-hmm. So y'all really, um, like two years ago, you wouldn't have probably claimed to be minimalist or even cared about it. Because y'all did build a dream home in Mississippi from the ground up. If you look on Google Earth, your house is not there. So it's very new. Yeah. Um, Tricked out. It's not on Google. Not. It's a lie. <laughs> you, you had horses. You have a, a Taj Mahal barn. <laughs> and yeah, the most immaculate barn, which you did bare hand work. I, we watched you build um, a utility closet like in one afternoon. And you know, you're fine. You can use soap or whatever. Okay. So you've had horses, you've had a boat, you've had jet skis, you had a, uh, what is it called? A boat house? A uh, lake, lake house. The lake house. It was boat a boat house. It was an RV. It was an RV slash extra room. RV that had built on extra room and a whole decade, patio. Exactly. So it was a, it was a, but it was close to the, to the ramp, the boat house. <laughs> so when that, people would ask Irene, she'd be like, yes, that's her lake house. <laughs> and then like, it's a trailer. But it was actually uh, nice. An and we celebrated your birthday last year there. Yes, we mm-hmm. did. Well, Madison even did a little dance. <laughs> she did. I'm always dancing. Video video uh, will be at the link at the bottom of this. Yeah. No, Irene, Irene deleted that video, and that is why you're one of my best friends. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so you've had so many things that people may even spend their whole childhood and adulthood hoping to be able to afford one day. And y'all, like you said, you've been going in debt while you had fun, but all that has changed. So back to minimalism. You sold your house recently, like what, the past few months? Uh, yeah. You sold all your horses. February. 
Mm-hmm. You sold your boat. Yep. You mm-hmm. sold your boat trailer and horse trailer. Jet skis, horse trailer. Horse trailer. Sold it all. Cars. I, I kept. The, I kept the kids and the wife, but that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> kids and the wife and the animals. Um, you even uh, then got the cat because it we was even like, sold the twins' beds. Really? What? Yeah. What else did y'all like? Anything else that's kind of flashing back that you just had to downsize? Or right, tell me about what's the process been like to downsize and why? Has it been natural or just devastating? It's been easy for me. For me, it was very devastating because I grew up always wanting more, always wanting Having less, wanting more. No, just wanting say? more. Just wanting more, no Just, matter how much you had, you wanted more? Correct, yes. Because I grew up very, not extremely poor, but my parents had to work really hard, acquire everything, and my mom worked for very wealthy people, and I got to see their really nice things. Mm-hmm. And in my naive mind, I thought, <laughs> with a college education, <laughs> that's all it takes. Being a that teacher, be <laughs> being a teacher, I could acquire that. Little did I know, yes, you did work for college graduates where they were doctors and, you know, surgeons, really lawyers, important people in San Antonio. So, um, I, I always wanted more and more because I thought if I got more, I would, that would make me happy. And did it along the way while you had more? It was very, it was for a moment. Yeah, and then because after, things, new things yeah, make me happy. Yeah, but a moment. But then after that, it's like, well, that doesn't bring me joy anymore. It's, it's not that exciting anymore. Or the coat that I really wanted to buy, and it's I really don't like it anymore. I just get rid of it. And for the first year or two that we would go out to whatever dinner or a bar, I you wore very nice heels, and you still will. But <laughs> God bless you. Sorry. But I um. Now I don't. I know you've slimmed down on shoes. Oh yeah, and drawing on clothes. Everything. Every time we would go to your house in Mississippi before you sold it, y'all would be like, "Yep, closet's a little slimmer this week." Mm-hmm. It was hard, but somehow we did it. Yeah, you used to get your hair done what every three months, every month. Yeah, no, about every two to three months. And yeah. then how long do you normally wait now? Well, with COVID, of course. <laughs> uh, well, the last time she dyed her hair, she did it herself. Yeah, she didn't oh. even go. Yeah, I didn't. Go. So that's partly like. Due to how, how our world is right now, but also because you're just conscious. Well, she's yeah. been wanting to do it for a while. Mm-hmm. And the fact that COVID was here basically forced her that if she was going to dye her hair, that she had to do it herself. <laughs> but it's something she's talked about doing for over a year. Just to and it, did, it wasn't devastating no, to your head? No, it wasn't. My hair, hair didn't turn out. Which I would have liked purple, but it didn't turn out purple. <laughs> it's better than trying to go blonde and it being like neon orange. orange. Yeah. But um, it's something that I myself had to go through on my own. Because at your own pace, on my own pace, yes. And um, I watched a show, or not a show, but a documentary <clears throat> on Netflix, and it's called Minimalism. Mm-hmm. And I have to do things on my own. I don't want, even though people think that Josh influences me, he does not. Oh yeah, according he knows to most, that. Never. According to most <laughs> of our friends and family, I mean, she's brainwashed. Yes. Oh, if I, I wish I knew how. Because I would be, I would have been here in 2014. I kick and scream along the way. <laughs> so. so, but everything I do, I want to do because you choose. To. I choose to do it because I have made that con- that conscious decision. Yes, this is what I'm doing. And you're teaching your kids to minimalize too. Yes, and yeah, Trying. they went from having, I would say, at least at least one to two bedrooms and a game room. 
between you and yeah. their sweet, awesome grandma, inch Tilda. Mm-hmm. But they, they're used to having a lot at everywhere they go. And, and now, they, they haven't complained, I mean, which they've only been here for nine days, you know, which we were here during <laughs> we're COVID here. for three weeks. Yeah, we okay, yeah. But, I mean, I have to set the example for them. And, but... Well, you do. You have three very, very well-behaved kids. Mm-hmm. Very Thank smart you. kids. Thank you. But, like, going back to minimalism, it's it's a journey that each person has to go through it on their own. And I lost three people in a period of one year. Mm-hmm. And to go, death? Yes. Um, two to cancer. Well, actually, all three of them to cancer. And right. I lost my dad to lung, lung cancer. I lost Josh's grandpa, which was like my second dad, to what was it, stomach cancer? Well, or what did it be? He had. Uh, prostate cancer to begin with and but then it moved on to <clears throat> in the process of treating it they think it went through his liver and bones so oh he survived it for a long time and then he fought almost a decade yes it's yeah. like yeah it was over 10 yeah. years it was 11 years so uh, i'm be in pain but still yeah. be as jolly as and, and then my but fourth, you would have never known it mm-hmm. i never did mm-hmm. he was so your, strong your, your best friend's daughter is that one you're going to? Then yeah. my best daughter. Or your daughter's, my, I'm sorry, best friend. Your daughter's best friend's mother. Mother, yes. And we became close friends because right. our daughters were very close friends. And it, and she was very different, like yeah. me. I didn't blend she into. Didn't fit in Mississippi. I didn't fit into Mississippi. <laughs> and I did yeah. Wendy fit into Mississippi. And we just had a bond. And I thought my gut was pregnant, sort of like the Virgin Mary. And she's like, no, Irene, she just has milk. I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, and through the... Your I, goat? Yes, yeah. I thought goat. you said your gut. And I was like, no, 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 no. pregnant from that pizza. Oh, my God. Okay, you, you thought your gut was pregnant? I thought my goat was pregnant. And then when... It's a miracle. And when, no, so Josh has a cousin that's kind of crazy. And like, what if he accidentally stole my goat? Oh, he wouldn't At have accidentally night. done it. What, what she was, what she was, you will. You guys know Will. I was about to offer his name, but I wasn't. I was like, what no, if he, I don't know if he'll listen to this. He'll appreciate it if he did. But I was like, yeah. what if he stole my goat, got my goat pregnant, and threw her back and into her back. that? Did you say all oh, an accident? Well, I oh, an accident would not have been an accident. But, oh, my God. That's he, something he I would do for fun. But anyway, then Wendy's like, no, you know, she can produce milk even without her being pregnant. And then, anyway, we became good friends. I even went and helped her inoculate some baby goats. What does that mean? Uh, them vaccines. <laughs> okay, inoculate? Mm-hmm. Very interesting. You learned a new word. I did. I think we all did. Who knows that word? About goats? Yeah. No one. Okay, now I do. Goats. So, <laughs> any, so, like I said, we just had this close bond, and she really helped me when I was um, torn about my dad. She would send me messages. We would talk, you know, via text message. And she had survived breast cancer once, and then um, three months after my dad passed away, or a few months after that, she was diagnosed. The cancer came back to her, and it came to her bones, and it was a very sad time um, for her family. And, you know, I had just lost my dad. Then the woman that had been there had been my friend. I lost her and then lost his his. Grandpa, so. And those are all three rocks for you in your life. Oh yeah, and then that made me realize that <clears throat> material things are just that. That's what really was a huge push was you losing your grandfather. You were like, well, it we was. Are. I think it was a bigger push for her mm-hmm. than it was for me because I 
I've experienced. I experienced. You were pretty lost. good to go, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I experienced loss at a very young age. So my, well, and growing up in church, I mean, basically, with my dad being a preacher, we always knew somebody that was dying. I mean, I hate to. And be, you had to be there. I hate to be morbid about it, but half of our half of our relationships with people were built in funeral homes and hospital rooms. So I knew very early on, you know, that on my deathbed, I was never going to be saying, because I'd never heard anybody else say it, I was never going to say anything remotely close to, I wish my house was another 500 square feet bigger, or I wish I had driven a car that was two new, two years newer. Mm-hmm. You just, had never heard someone on their deathbed I've never say heard, something like that? I've never that. heard anybody who was sick or close to dying or who had suffered a tragedy that tore their family apart say anything remotely close to I wish I had more sense. I know it may be a little too um, serious, but why not? Did they say anything specifically? What did flash before their eyes if they even verbalized it? Well, between both of y'all, y'all, because y'all know, y'all know loss. Most people, most people, you know, that I would be speaking of, I heard it secondhand. You know, they would tell my dad I was a child, but, you know, you grew up in a preacher's home and you hear them talk. You hear Everything behind the scenes, the preacher's kid knows about before anybody knows. So, you know, you hear your parents talking about, you know, <clears throat> they regret the relationship that they don't have with their son. Or, you know. They because re- of their strict values, maybe? Maybe values or maybe just the fact that they were on completely separate pages and didn't communicate well. You know, So you hear those kind of stories. You know, people, that's the kind of stuff people talk about when they get sick or when they're, when they're close to dying is I wish I had a better relationship with my children or I wish I had treated my wife better or I wish I had taken the time to, I mean, one of my, even with my own grandpa that passed in uh, September of 2018, he was so strong. Nobody knew how sick he was. And that included me. But just a matter of weeks before he passed, he wanted to spend the entire day with me in mm-hmm. Cupelville. And we did. We spent, well, not the entire day. He, he ended up getting tired. up late and he was tired. And so we left later than we wanted to and we actually had to come back sooner than he wanted to. But <clears throat> he, even then, I realized it after the fact. In fact, I spoke about it at his at funeral. funeral. Yeah, that's the word always sticks with me. I realized, yeah, I realized then that he had he had all kind of equipment. He was not so he had you know, he had all kind of equipment. He was not interested in another tractor, he wasn't interested in another lawnmower or a weed eater. He bought all that stuff however, whenever, wherever he pleased. He was seeking valuable time. He wanted you. time. And, and he knew you liked Buffalo Wild Wings. That's right. He he didn't even like but he hated no offense. <laughs> okay. I knew you guys worked okay. there. But he hated Buffalo Wild Wings. He didn't like their food. He didn't like the atmosphere. He didn't like the fact that there was 14 different sports programs. Yeah. Uh, you know, playing at the same time. He was like, why can't they just have NASCAR on 24-7? <laughs> you know, so, but he knew that I liked it. So that last day that it was just me and him for like four or five hours, he... That's okay. There's a car alarm, but car just focus on Josh's voice. Later. Whatever. That last day, for like four or five hours that we were together, none of that mattered to him. His, what what he wanted out of life and his comfort and 
none of that stuff mattered. What mattered to him was spending time with me. And I think that's true for most folks. I'm not going to get to 70 or 80 years old if I'm lucky enough and look back at my life and say, I wish I had a bigger house or I wish I'd have drove a red car instead of a black one. I think those things are distractions. And I think if we're not careful, they'll distract us from being happy and from and from living a life that's truly meaningful, you know. And you didn't know that that was one of the last days you were going to get to I had no grandpa. idea. Mm-hmm. I didn't but even know he was as sick as he was. Why I know do you me think... and you met him. Well, saw yeah. him again. We didn't meet him. We and saw him again. All he wanted to know was if we wanted corn. Like, this dude was so persistent I, about I, us I, eating his farmed corn. Everyone, he thought everyone around him was starving to death. Well, know. you like, know, that was probably why Alfie, he, he, he loved offering corn. <laughs> he was so energetic and, and so happy. We just and, showed up for a minute, you know, and... Josh had to get some keys. Of or course, life, yeah. and I we had no idea that it was going to be the last time we ever saw him in his healthiness. And I never that was looked, like a week before. Honestly, I never yeah. saw him again till the funeral. And thankfully, Tyler saw him one more time, but just to help him get to the hospital for the last time. And my regret is not taking his darn corn because <laughs> I mean I'll never know how good that corn is. And he asked us what it was. Or you'll five never times. be able to let him know how. Good I, I know. Yes, I wish I could have done that for him, and I could have experienced it. But you know, you you win and you lose. And now the next time someone offers me corn, I will never turn <laughs> down sure. corn again. That <laughs> is for sure. In a positive way, I'm sure it was just more for him. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He, but we definitely made good conversation that afternoon. Yeah. Um. What do you think? Why do you think that day sticks out to you so vividly? Because, you know, we don't always get to choose how we process moments. Because it reinforces what I have believed for a very long time. It's proof to me of, of what I've thought and, and the way I've hoped that I'm able to view the world at the end of my life. And, and that is that when your time is close, when, it, when you're done, you know, nothing is going to matter except for the for the, the risk that you take and the time you spend with your family and the memories you make with your family. And if you have to spend money, spend it on things that are going to better the people's lives around you. And really, that's all he was trying to do. It's like he spent gas money driving all over Tupelo. Not for any, I mean, we spend gas money all the time, but that day he spent his gas money driving all over Tupelo to build a memory with me. Mm. So I've, I've always thought that that's the kind of stuff that matters. And I guess growing up in an RV makes it easier for me than it does for most folks because you were forced to see I it. never had, I never had the luxury of, of owning three, five pairs three of shoes. toy boxes full really? of toys. Right. And, well, yeah. we just didn't that's have true. space. You I didn't, mean, Cause you had three brothers. Two brothers I had three. two, two brothers well, and three. mom and dad and me. So we grew up in, in, until I was 15 and on and off. it was off, smaller than this. It was smaller than this one. So things never, never crossed my mind that, you know, what would make me happy was having another toy or having another pair of shoes. Or, and you didn't just live in an RV, but you and your family lived in an RV traveling to different churches singing music as a family? Yeah. His dad preaching. Like a freaking tv show that's pretty cool <laughs> and he still sings today guys like if you join him on his own personal facebook at any given week he'll have his own karaoke party and he does not suck like the rest of us <laughs> he should have a record deal well thank you you're welcome yeah so i i guess what makes that day stick out in my mind is that it let me know that i was on the right path hmm. that 
It was a confirmation. It was a confirmation. That's exactly what it was. So. I love that memory. I think it, I mean, it just still brings joy to me, and I wasn't any part of it. It's so raw and real. He's the only one in the family that can say that, that he had that that last good memory because after that, he just was sick. Hard to get up. The days after that, he just, yeah. Yeah. And he, I mean, that was the last day he left. Tyler helped me get him out of the house with the ambulance. I remember. We were at your house. Get him out of his bed. Take him to the the ER. We were doing what we're doing now, but I have a microphone with us at this moment. Right. And yeah, none of us thought that that was going to be the ending. I remember saying, How are you? And he said, Leaving. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he, he just looked down at the bed at his, his gurney and said leaving and uh, he was very humble and oh, the, laughing his grandpa? yes yeah. we were in the hallway and I, I just you know he didn't even know I was in the house hall like, and I was yeah. like how are you and he's like leaving <laughs> that's, that's, so, it's so surreal was, and bizarre to even imagine because I wasn't well there, you could tell that but, he wasn't happy about the situation but he, he well, was as positive as could be I've never yeah. understood how people can be strong you know they'll, they'll be dying or be diagnosed with cancer. But most of the time when someone has cancer, you don't think of them living. You say they're dying with cancer. And that's always just been so crazy to imagine how people can somehow be strong with that pain that none of us can imagine until we're there. And your grandpa is the definition of someone who still wanted to make others feel okay while he felt more pain than we can even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So there's special people out there like that, and it's, I guess just to help balance us all and yeah. to remind us to keep going. Yeah, and he uh, he liked the rest of us. I mean, I'm only how old am I? Thirty-five. Thirty-eight. You just turned something. He's thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. But you can be thirty-eight. Yeah. No, I don't want to be thirty-eight yet. Not yet. I'm thirty-eight, and I can look back at my life and even as young as I am, and I am young, no matter what anybody says. I can look back at my life even after 38 years and and think about things that I regret doing or regret saying, regret treating people a certain way. And I can also look back at my life. Not all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Some people I don't regret. (laughs) But I can also look back at my life, and even at 38, and I can regret things that I did not do that I felt like the moment is past now. Sorry. So I can't imagine being 80 years old or close to 80 years old and and figure... and, and. And living with regret. And he had his regrets. But there were very few things that he did not regret not doing. Because he lived. He drove a race car. He owned a farm. He basically did just about anything he wanted to do. He sold peaches. He sold peaches. He <laughs> sold cars. Then they have a restaurant. He lived in Chicago. He lived in Florida. He took care he of his He had a restaurant. Grandkids. That's exactly right. And so, great grandkids. Mm-hmm. I think I think a good life for me and probably for most folks is one where you can look back and say, I regret things that I did, but I had the guts to to live my life in a way that I don't regret things that I didn't do. Mm-hmm. I took the risk. I you know, I took the shot. And I failed or I made it or it didn't work out exactly as I planned. I think that I think that's that's a pretty good measure. 
you know, for most folks. And he definitely did that. He had things that he regretted doing, but there were very few things that he that he did not do that he wanted to do. So he didn't have very many regrets for things that he did not accomplish. So. Well, thank y'all for always sharing your experiences and I've lost is always a big deal to me because thank God I have not lost someone, but it is the circle of life and that day's coming. And the only way I'll get through it is being surrounded by people who have actually been there, felt that and can tell me, I know how you're feeling. And if you choose, you can, you'll be okay eventually, or yeah, at least learn how to wake up and, and live. It sounds passive or corny, but when people say billions have lost before you and billions will after you, it's true. Like you, but that doesn't you, take any you, away. It doesn't take away. away your pain, but it makes you realize that this is common. This is normal. And this has to be accepted by me. And if I, if you as an individual are not willing to accept it, then you're just gonna wallow in your own sorrows and in your own sadness. Like you yeah. have to be okay with knowing that these people would want you to live your best and happiest life. And if they don't, <laughs> and if they well, don't, then, then yeah, <laughs> you should be crying over them anyway. <laughs> oh, so. well. Um, yeah, the one thing we have in in common, uh, despite political differences, religious differences, you know. Us, we. No, I'm, as humans, oh. general, yeah. oh. just in general is we have solidarity in the fact that we are going to suffer loss. We're going to suffer heartbreak. We're going to experience love and we're going to lose love. All of us together. And we're going to, yeah, every one of us have that in common. So, you know, it's just a part of it. It's how you react to it that I think makes the biggest difference, not just in you, but in the people that you're around. Right. I agree. Well, I think someone over here <clears throat> needs another drink. Thank you, Tyler, for making our new drinks. I do. Um, I, I need this. to actually save this because it would be really terrible to lose all of our valuable words. So we're going to take a small little intermission. Be right back. <laughs> okay, so now we're about to talk about our weekend. That's right, Mr. Tyler. So we're back, and uh, how's that drink, Josh? Uh, second one's hitting the way it should. Okay. So am I a bartender? No, you yeah, actually made it. I would, or if I had a, fired? if I had a bar, I would hire you to make Jack and Cokes. Are you sure, or would you go broke? No, if you were a customer, you would. If yeah, no, I would. Yeah, I would probably go broke. Yeah, he, he would overpour. <laughs> overpour. Me and Josh would be drunk, and all the customers yeah, I would sober. Be, <laughs> I would be John Taffer, except for the nice version. Yeah. No, Everyone we, gets a drink. <laughs> when we were driving, which we're about to talk, guys, I forgot you're listening at the second. No offense, but we're about to go into the next segment. So we're just getting started. We may have been listening to us for an hour, but get ready because we're just getting started. Okay. There's so, only three more to go. <laughs> she talks like live. <laughs> that's the point. One day I will be live in front of all of these beautiful humans. Okay. So me and Irene, we were driving separate from you and Josh, right? So we talked about. Um, bar rescue and John Tafford. 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 Yeah. And we were talking about how you would be like a good fit if they needed a second John Tafford, but even better if you were Josh Baker. But you are like just like that. You're able to go in from somewhere and like be really mean to them, but with passion. <laughs> Ouch. And then, yes, force them to see their terrible but problems. With, but with compassion. With 
the best intentions at heart, trying yeah, to make that, them better. That, of course, and then you're not compassionate until the very <laughs> that end. That line and is then, not fresh. Put it on a shot of tequila. Let me test it. <laughs> and like, then you get to the end of the episode, and you're like hugging them, and they're hugging you, and you're crying, and you're like, I knew you could do it. I just had to, like, make you drop all of your pride. I just your... had to make you hate me first. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You're great at telling people what they need to see, and you... You, you spare their feelings, but you don't spare all of their feelings because they need to remember that feeling and their shame. Okay, fast forward or rewind, whatever we're doing. Now we're talking about why the past two or three days have been better than the first six days. Or not better. Sorry, guys. I didn't mean that. Like, it wasn't fun the first six days. But the last two days were an adventure because Josh and Irene took Tyler and I and their three epic kids Camping, tent camping. Josh took all. <laughs> so <laughs> so I drove her. Yeah, I drove. drove. <laughs> so me and Tyler live in a van, as you know. Josh and Irene and their three kids live in a RV. Which your kids, just if in case anyone's interested, Allison is fifteen. Yes. Yeah. And the two twin boys are ten. They're eleven. Eleven. What? Yeah. October twenty third, I think. Twenty first. Sorry, close. So eleven. Um, in case any of you people who think that you cannot just pick up your whole family and move across st- country or whatever, You're wrong. you can. So, y'all took us camping where this weekend? Was it Ten Cup? Yes. So everything went as planned, right? Wrong. Absolutely not. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about like the details of this trip. So we loaded up, and okay, first of all, you were gonna take us somewhere else, but they were all booked up. First of all, we we're going to go to URA. Uh huh. Spelled O U R A Y. And comma C O period. We went a few weeks ago and we loved it. And we went up to Imogen Pass, which was a very nice ride all the way up to the summit on the side by side. On the side by mm-hmm. side, took us about what two hours maybe. But they were uh, booked a longer, up probably. for this weekend. But they were booked everywhere we called. Right, which was like stressful because you had planned this whole weekend, but we hadn't actually made the reservations. And then the two days before, well, I had made the reservation for. One Saturday night, night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but they didn't have anything available on Friday or Sunday. Friday or Sunday. Yeah, and we so, wanted to go two days. Right, mm-hmm. so we were on a waiting list, uh, and it was going to be a completely different trip than what we what we did. What, what we, we experienced. Yeah, I mean, we were going to camp. It was going to be very mellow. Yeah, it was going to be. We were going to glamp in in Uray. It was going to be basically right in the middle of town. You walk like two blocks and you're on Main Street and there's shopping on both sides and there's breweries and there's bars and there's restaurants. And the closest thing to shopping I had was buying from Chipper Dale the squirrels (laughs) out of the chipmunks. Chipper Dale. Yeah. There were no stores, no shops. I didn't even have heat. No service. (laughs) No service. I still have dirt in my nails. (laughs) But it just didn't work out. I mean, they. So what would you say we went about 13 miles into the mountains from the nearest town? Wait, wait. We haven't said where he had to end up booking us for two days because well we said 10 cups i think hour. honestly our dude josh here was like he was pretty de- uh, not devastated i was extreme, i was pretty heartbroken yeah so, you were so pretty upset that your, your rate didn't happen but you had knew from growing up as a younger boy about this epic area a correct a younger, boy. a younger man a younger man not not specifically a wee boy. just a wee lad not specifically <laughs> with this, a wee wee <laughs> this lake but more or less an area Who of nostalgia. Who have you been talking to? <laughs> Irene. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, Tyler. Yeah, you're right. So he told us he had one We're getting our drink over here. <laughs> we're on our second drink. I was, I was saying, I'm a whole drink ahead of you guys. Trying to Tyler over here. Hook them up. I should try mine. Oh, my grandparents aren't listening. <laughs> Go on. Sorry, Memo. 
Sorry, so we home. didn't do the original plan. We ended up going 13, 14 miles into the mountains, right? Yeah. So I had my heart set on the URA because it required less planning and effort for, from me. And Because you've been there? Well, yes, or, exactly. Okay. We knew what to expect. We knew where to go. Simpler route. It was just easier. Yeah. We'd already been. And it was going to be glamping. Yeah, well, and with the week that we had, yes. it was our week to be on duty at the campground. And Need some R and R. So I'm still working full time insurance online, yeah. plus doing the campground uh, duties, the trash, the tree watering, and the reservation and cancellation from Mississippi. Yes. So URA was going to be a pretty easy plug and play type situation where you just call, and make a reservation, yeah. and everything else takes care of itself. So when that fell through, I went into stress mode because I am a planner. I am type A. He's like, I'm going to pick the hardest lake to get to in Colorado. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Spoiler alert. We're easing our way up to the farmhouse. And he was like, well, maybe we can go well, here to the sand dunes. Yeah. So, and then sand, I was, wait, what? We were, I was thinking about doing Medno Pass over right. the sand dunes. Okay. That's, like, That's near Crest Stone, in between Zapata and Crest Yeah, where well, right? you, yeah. you can either start up at Villa Grove on the north end of the valley and come south and come down by the sand dunes right. over Medno Pass, or you can start at the sand dunes and then go north and end up in Villa Grove. But it's like a 94-mile ride. But I went, I didn't think we'd do the whole thing. I thought we'd get on top of Medno Pass, do camp, miles or something. and then just turn around and come right. back. But, but they don't allow side-by-sides, apparently, on the... What are you riding, a horse? Well, you can I take... I think it's hiking. You can but. take... Well, you can take uh, licensed vehicles like Jeeps and trucks oh. and stuff like that. But, but I don't think any of... I know my lungs couldn't have handled hiking on foot. No. On this, was, this particular weekend. This was not the weekend that I was up for that. Well, that and then I came fun. up with the idea. We've been to Creed before. Let's just do Creed, go to the pizzeria, and come back home to our comfy uh -uh. little bed. Oh, okay. Uh -uh. And he said no. Uh -uh. So we're doing something a little more adventurous. I need to be in the mountains, surrounded by silence and the Milky Way. Yeah. So... We live about an hour and 20 minutes from Salida, which is where I lived here in Colorado when I was nine. And from Salida, we moved to, well, a few years later, we moved to Missouri. And- uh, That's another place you live. Uh, yeah. You I was, well, before, like before I got cash. married. I, I've been everywhere, man. Before the wife? Before the wife, he settled me down. <laughs> Clipped my wings. <laughs> Your wings need So I was 13, I think. Okay. And when we moved to Missouri, and I had a girlfriend. Yeah, I was a Mac daddy back then. But she's a hoe? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All girlfriends are for the wife or hoes. I haven't talked to her in years. I have no idea what her <laughs> lifestyle of choice is at this point. But she went camping with us, her and her dad. Her dad was a single father, and he raised her. He was basically raising her by herself. Her her mom abandoned both of them. So at 13, she was basically cooking dinner and cleaning house. And, you know, I've always dated responsible individuals. That means you were raised right and smart, right. you know? You didn't want to have to do it all. Smart. Yeah. So anyway, they went on a vacation with us, my family, uh, to Colorado. And we went back to Salida, rolled right outside Salida, because that's the area we were familiar with after living here. There's a ghost town up there called St. Elmo. Ooh. Ooh. There are no ghosts in this story, by the way. Uh, so we went camping there when I was like 13. It was all of us. And we 
we rode, well, I showed you guys like halfway up the mountain. Yeah. Well, y'all, you were in your own side by side and we were in your other side oh, by side. Oh, I showed you coming back down. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. With you, where you guys, you where you guys went up so and, and hiked the peak. And every yeah. time you pointed, I was like, I wonder if this is the spot that him yeah. and his Well, I kept, I kept, every I didn't. Every time he kept saying, this is the spot. I was like, I then think that's go. the spot. And then we go a little further and be like, nope, that's it. And I didn't actually. <laughs> and I finally said, the past three, you said, that's the spot. Yeah. Irene was like, okay, this story is your lie, honey. You tell it how you want to. <laughs> And oh then I, I finally saw the peak that we climbed the mountain, and I remembered it because, I don't know if you noticed, but on the left, that entire mountain range, uh-huh. it's really tree. It's, like, yes, it's got a lot of trees on it, except for that one place where it looked like an, an avalanche, avalanche or a rock slide had happened. Mm-hmm. Well, that's been there for years and years, and that is an avalanche va- uh, alley right there. Okay. So I, I think it was called Avalanche Trail. There is one yeah, there called Avalanche true. Trail. Yeah. I remember that area because it was the only part of the mountain where we could climb and not have to trek through the trees that were so thick. Okay. It was already kind of a cut out. Like a trail. Trail for you. Yeah. So, and we camped, so I finally found the spot. Anyway, so that's where we went this weekend. We went to St. Elmo. And. But we parked on the wrong side of the mountain. Yeah. So Josh didn't know that if we had drove about 35, 40 minutes in the vehicle it would have been a lot easier. It, it wouldn't have been the same adventure off-road adventure it was but we would have been much closer to the vehicles so <laughs> we got in there two different vehicles yeah while a truck in and his, a, in his SUV. truck where you were yeah. y'all pulled the big trailer and two side-by-sides packed full of our gear Yes. So we park at this place called St. Elmo, right? That's yeah. right. Yes. Yes. Then we get on these side by sides and we're going up this mountain, which is supposed to be like miles. an hour and a half. What like, do you think, I was hours? told it was an hour and a half until our camping spot. So I had to pee. Well, like at <laughs> like at before we parked the cars, I was like, I gotta pee, but you know what? I think every buck was a drop it. and buy <laughs> like ten minutes. I can hold it for this, this hour it. that so it'll I was take. I was gauging that hour and a half based on my prior experience camping there. Okay. Because we, when we went, when I was 13, more of a, we went in a minivan. It was more of a trail. I don't think I even told you that. Uh-uh, you did. You, no, told you, me. you did say that something was rough because it was in a minivan. Yes, but we, we went up to that camping spot in a minivan. There ain't no That's way. Insane. We it did, is. I promise. You can ask my and, and a lot of it is because of it becoming kind of a sport to use that trail. I it's think it's become just shaved worse. down, yeah, rockier, it's, it's, it's worse bulkier. now than it was then. Okay, well, but it even was then, like 10 cups. even then, my dad had to pick like a. It's probably more grass. Good line. And, yeah. I was about to say I could go to the any car lot buy a twenty twenty Jeep, and I would still have about a, a handful of panic attacks before I got to our camping spot. Yeah, I swear, when I saw the Prius, I knew, I knew our. You mean on the other it. side? No, I saw a Prius parked no on the way. side with tents and stuff. And I was like, how did this, I think he says a silver Prius. Okay, yes. I said, how did this Prius pick it We kept going. If I was that Prius, I would have stopped there too. But we kept going another three hours. But that's his point. In the minivan, we had to stop. Oh, you did? That's the only reason we we camped at that place is because we couldn't make it up any Oh, well, that makes, but we made it all the way to the Continental Divide. So I thought. Because you didn't know this, but I'm taking GoPro videos of like all the way on this mountain. I'm like, you know, I thought we would be here by now, but I guess we're. I thought, I wondered what it was going to be like to get to the top of this mountain, but now I don't have to wonder because we're at the top of this mountain. And we're going down the other side. Which I knew as soon as we stopped at the top to take a picture, and you're like, yeah, so it's on the other side? (laughs) That and other 20 Jeeps were a dead giveaway, right? It was, was, I looked at the, uh, 
Well, there's signs out there too, but right. I looked at the, yeah. the odometer on the side by side. It was 13 miles from where we started Harder. the trail to the campsite. Oh, wow. So it was more like 19 miles to camp, wasn't it? And it took Because we, did, we did another six miles down. I think it was three hours on a bumpy, small bladder, hard to control. And we didn't have ride. roofs, so it, it was sunny. Yeah. My shoulders are sun. bubbly. Well, you guys are making your, this your trip forehead, sound Wait, wait. Your I'm, so, I'm sorry. Right I'm now. sorry, Josh. How many times did me and you drive this trail? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, okay, so to sum that little part up, um, yes, we went on a three-hour fun. We parked, on, we parked on the wrong side of the mountain. Okay, that was that was the first thing that yeah. kind of went wrong-ish. You <clears> know? The first thing. That wasn't and, wrong. But was we weren't, no, it was wrong, we but it, it was on plan, but it was still fun because, I mean, we're yeah. privileged. We got to ride a side-by-side. -side. Correct. Two yes. separate we who Does, do not yeah. own one. And that Madison twenty feet into this drive was. I don't think we can do this. And you have to ride completely over the top of the pass. Yeah, we yes. saw snow. And down the other side. Yeah. yeah. Being from Mississippi, I haven't seen snow since twenty eleven. <laughs> and, and it's July and it's, it's still here. I know it is July. No, what, what? So it took us longer than expected, but we got. We had a beautiful campsite. Oh my gosh, Camp that campsite! Yeah. Um, Our own private lake surrounded yes. by mountains and trees. Tell the old people that they called the forest ranger. <laughs> and then as soon as we get there, Josh notices that half of his fishing pole is missing. My fishing pole. That was step one, step like two. Yeah. Two. That's, that's the second half thing. Half the fishing was pole was gone. Then, At least it was that second lower half. Right. I fished with half the pole. You did. I the sure next did. day, I'm not I liked your it. determination. <laughs> and then after that, he realized that he the converter was not going to work. The for adapter. Air, the so... For the air mattress, Tyler and I because so I van, a random guy. van life, <laughs> um, we have a one ten like converter off Amazon for thirteen twenty dollars. I don't know, yeah. and we plug it up. That's how we charge our laptops on the Plugs road. Plugs into the cigarette lighter. Yes, yeah. exactly. And then we can plug our normal plug in into it. Well, we told our friends here, like, hey, yeah, you provide everything else. We got you. Wait, wait, wait. We did have them. It's not my fault. This thing was 200 watts. It's going to plug up into your side-by-side, and we're going to blow up your nice little air mattresses, and everything's going to be Gucci. But, no, our our converter blew their fuse. No, Josh had the most bougie air pump there is at Walmart. You you had a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, it was like a million dollar air pump. I brought a vacuum cleaner along. And, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so that was, you're right, the second thing where our converter didn't work, so then Tyler did find the neighbor. Yes, Tyler made friends, and he found a way for us to air up our mattress. It was like, okay, this Because we're glamping, better. right? We're supposed to glamp. At least have something, you know, other than rocks to sleep on. I thought he was going to kidnap me. He took me back to camp, offered me beer. <laughs> Want me to get in a side-by-side? -side? That's <laughs> nicer than probably any kidnapper ever. I, I, heard, yeah. I heard him when he was going back. He told Tyler, you sure do have a pretty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, I took a picture of this man, so hopefully, oh, like, <laughs> I took a picture of his kindness. No, he was, he was awesome. He was and so then nice. after that, Josh realizes, which he was so kind to get us a big buddy heater. A big buddy heater that he bought, and a he took a detour to, yeah, to what, get the propane filled. To so get I to replace it, right? Right. The I, stories, stories have stories. Exactly. <laughs> like, no, but yeah, crazy. instead of using, because it does get really cold at night and you're a family of five, so you went and paid all of that money to get the hose, the proper hose, and to get oh, a whole new... You mean the, the improper hose. hose. Supposedly <laughs> the proper hose. So, and then you got your new propane, or your old propane thing completely refilled so you can have warm heat yeah, all so night long. Yeah, so instead of using the small bottles that last... 
four two and, and a half hours, hours yeah. on high, yeah. four hours on low. I wanted to take like a big Monthly. propane, yeah. like, a, like a what, I, what I keep propane. on the front of the RV. Because your kids aren't used to camping. Right. right. So I, don't, I What are those, the, like 15 gallon the propane? And his wife's from Texas, and I don't, I don't yeah. like cold. Well, the adapter, I didn't have the right adapter for the mm. propane tank. To the heater. To the actual heater. I had the hose, but the adapter to hook it up. So me and Tyler decided to jump into our old side Wait, wait, we side. just, after, for sorry, back up. Yeah. We just got done driving all morning right. and all afternoon. We got to, we got to camp. We set up everything. We found the perfect spot. We found so the perfect spot. Yeah. We set up everything and said, ladies, kids, we'll be right back. Because, Continue. because you yeah. needed to go buy because when you go get propane, or more propane and maybe alcohol. I because we only had one time. I think maybe we were going to get <laughs> some ice and water. Ice, yeah, that's what it was. Ice, ice and water, yeah. Yeah. So, so continue. So we trekked down the other side of the mountain through this really, really cool ghost town called Tin Cup. Super yeah. awesome. St. Elmo is nice, but Tin Cup is... Way better. It, it takes you back another the 50 shizzle. to 100 years. It is the shizzle. Yeah. Pardon my French. <laughs> It's really cool, and apparently the guy that uh, no, but the lady that you made French with mm -hmm. at, the, at the campground, yeah. mm -hmm. her husband said that they rent those cabins out for like twenty bucks a night. That's, That's insane. Well, There's no running water. Makes sense when they sell their freaking propane that expired two years ago for double the price. <laughs> Anyway, so there's no running not, water. Not bitter or anything. Okay, so y'all go down this trail. So we go down. We're going to go to the trading it's post. It's like, what, four miles? Well, it's supposed to be four miles. Turns like out to six be six or seven. Six or eight or something. I don't know. So about half hour. So we get about, what, halfway there, maybe? Yeah. About yeah. halfway there. And we're trekking along on the side-by-side, -side, and all of a sudden it just stops. Just no warning. No warning lights. No beepers going off. A little fairy doesn't pop up in my ear and say, your side-by-side -side is about to stop. Yeah. Nothing like that happens. Oh, well, me, your wife, and the kids are chilling. Expecting us to be back to within two up, hours. Expecting y'all to be back within two hours because we have zero service, no right. electricity, no showers. Yep. And we're like, okay, they're going to come back with more propane, more ice, all the luxuries, done. And yes. then y'all come back way earlier than expected. We come back like an hour later. And in the back so of someone else's vehicle. Yeah, that's never a good sign. Okay, so who were our neighbors? Their na they wouldn't even have stopped except that they recognized us yep. because they were camping across. They the were on their the way back home they, to they, camp. Right, they probably saw y'all needing help. And with turned the around. And then turned around again. They're like, man, around. these mother truckers are yeah, needy. Like, these dudes are not prepared. They're having <laughs> they, issues. They said the first they time they went by, we saliva. looked okay. Then the second time they went by, we had the tailgate up and everything. Oh, and then man, you know, and he goes, "This like, don't look good." I don't think he's reading that for, for fun. <laughs> so. When I went, when I when y'all came back, and then we had to ride back down in the new on the newer side by side. Um, y'all's other side by side looked pretty sad. Yeah. It was just yeah. like it was not great. One, it looked one legged. It was really lonely. Yeah. yeah. Shout well, out to uh, Coast here. and Jordan. Was that their names? He said to call him Coast. Yes, Coast and Jordan. Yeah. So the, one, yeah, one from Denver. That was so. Because y'all would have literally had to walk yeah. back, which would have taken like. That, no, we wouldn't have. <laughs> I would have <laughs> had, <laughs> <my thumb>. <laughs> had Tyler showing his leg on the side of the road. He got some, he got some nice legs. <laughs> his so injured legs. His injured, scabby, sunburnt, from his skinny legs. It wouldn't have done us no good. Four girls went by on a rock crawler laughing. They're just yeah. They didn't even slow down. Not Deuces. by the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. So, anyway. Y'all made it back to camp. Broke in the back down of the on truck. the side. Uh, they came by, gave us a ride back. And we seriously considered, we didn't, obviously. We yeah. seriously considered getting out. 
with them like holding a gun and me and Tyler with our hands behind our back walking into camp just to see what you guys would do. Y'all are messed up. <laughs> but I was it was enough. it was Jordan's idea. Yeah. Yeah, I don't it. believe that because the day before it was it was, jo- was no, it not their idea. You were loading up for the trip and you're like, Madison, come here. And I walk out. Oh gosh, and my hand. You're like, Tyler's got a rag over his hand. And you're like, it's barely hanging on. <laughs> Well, I think the trip. Josh is like, we have to cut it off. We have to run to the hospital, and I'm like freaking out. What did you do, you stupid head? And then you're like, I'm just kidding. Ho, 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 ho. Not funny at all. Go on. Yeah, you jokester. I laughed. You, your kids, and you laughed. I think Alice almost cried. My weaker heart didn't laugh. Okay, so. We got back to camp. I'm glad you didn't play that joke because, you know. No, we decided against it. We got back to camp. They were so happy to see us. <laughs> we were terrified. <laughs> and we jumped back on the new side-by-side. Okay. And then you rode down the mountain with us. Yeah, Madison. yeah. We went to the trading post, got the propane that was expired in 2018. Stupid. Did not get yelled at by the witch. Froze all the way. <laughs> yep. And then hooked the winch of the broken-down side-by-side to the hitch of the new side-by-side and pulled it back up the mountain. To, to the spot, camp yeah. spot. Six one mm-hmm. miles. So it didn't get it, stolen. And it still looked sad. We parked it and left it there looking sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I had my first drink in 70 days. Yes, you did. Yeah. I, this, yeah. This, is, this is what caused Tyler to killed my sobriety. sobriety. <laughs> <laughs> We're tying things Just together. Just one trip, one trip with the bakers is all it took. And I got lost my mind. <laughs> As an unorganized podcaster and human, I'm so glad that we were able to tie that back around. <laughs> because, yes, in the beginning we talked about Oh, Tyler was sober for 70 days? Like What happened? <laughs> Josh. And now he's drinking? No, y'all, this... And Look, it, in my defense, I did not... I, I The entire time you've been here... You have not. I have not pressured you to no. drink with me or do anything. And that was... He just told me he wasn't going to be my friend anymore if I did I mean, not that we're alcoholics, but we're no, adults. It's a, it's a social activity. It is. It's and like, we responsibly have a beverage or two like gr- when we hang out. What are we doing tonight? Grilling? Yeah. And drinking. drinking. Yep. What are we doing tonight? Coke is all of our favorite. Playing games up in your and drinking. Podcast. <laughs> no, um, we're gonna do an episode about you being sober. No, I don't want to do that. But it's gonna have to be like in past tense. Yeah. Not so, chronological. Order. You're gonna have to talk about how awful it was <laughs> being sober. <yeah. laughs> no, so, I'm yeah. so proud of you. So we, you was. <laughs> <laughs> I still did it. <laughs> well, we we got back to camp, oh. and then we started trying to figure out. How the heck we were going to salvage the rest of the trip. Right. And that hadn't really even just started. No, it hadn't. Mm-hmm. We, we literally just had got there. Tents like two hours early. Yeah. So basically, the only thing we could come up with was that the next day, Tyler and I would jump on the side by side that was still working. Yeah. And drive. Back over the mountain, thirteen miles, which is basically three hours. Well, we got there quicker. I, I, we I, did not I waste any time. Oh yeah, we strolled. I figured y'all would either die or get there quicker. That okay? What's so, well, so, what's crazy is the first two miles took us an hour. Yeah, like it when was we got, crazy. When we got to the top of Tin Cup and uh-huh. started going down the other side. It, it took was like that. Oh. Yeah, no, we but going up was harder. We right? were gone for forty-five minutes to an hour, and we could still see you all. Yeah, you didn't know crazy. that, really? but we could still see you all. Wow! And we were just Shocker. doing switchbacks and cutbacks so much. It's crazy. Polaroid yeah. photo Are of you our day together. Photos? Yes, this is going into my album of our adventures. Yeah, I think I, I think I tried to 
leave camp that night and go change my name and what? everything. Change the name? Yeah, just so Josh can wake just up in the so, morning and say Tyler. Just saying, so <laughs> do, do the trip. I know. He was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to accept the fate living of this Living in a van and having the same job, you don't get much time apart. So like, me having to say see you later to Tyler where we were not going to be able to have oh, phone weird. communications mm. because yeah. literally zero service, no electricity to charge your phone when it dies. And they were literally going on a three hour trek back over the mountain and then a three to four hour trek. Roughly a around. six hour yeah, total. Like five to six hours. It was a half day. And we didn't know if they were going to yeah. come back at all or not. And so I was like, Tyler, it's been real. You know, if you survive, write me yeah, a letter. Let me tell you this. If we would have had anything more than a pint of anything, we probably wouldn't have came back. <laughs> what? <laughs> Look, I'll be honest. So, you remember that... We got lost. This is right, unheard stories. <laughs> right, go on. First of all, we did get lost. Y'all's confession. I'm going to confess it. We got a little lost. We got a little on lost. On the side-by-side? Yes. Like yeah, 10 minutes lost. On the side-by-side. It was like, real quick. I remember crossing Josh. one stream... One stream. Remember, like at the base of the lake. Yeah. I there was like that. a stream creek that we went over okay. right before we oh, got yeah, to. Yeah, I, do. Yeah. I remember crossing that. So we crossed that, heading back to San Elmo to get the trucks. Mm -hmm. And then there were like some people up here on the right. Yeah, chick pulled over and was like waving us by. She was waving us by, and Josh is like, "Nah." And I was like, "I think <laughs> they're coming from a different direction." So instead of turning right and you doing the switchback, straight through the woods, we went straight. <laughs> And then we crossed another stream. And this and stream was, was like, like three, four feet deep. I was like, and I was like, I don't think we crossed this one. The water was almost coming, coming in the in. doors of the side by side. I told Tyler, I was like, did we cross this coming in? He's like, maybe. maybe. Oh yeah. I said, maybe. I said, I don't remember. So then we, then we start trekking up the mountain and I'm like, no, this is yeah. one of those massive rock crawlers who have like independent suspension. Yeah. Right. Like With a spider. We, we looked exactly. up and there was like a three yeah. foot in, boulder in, in front of us. Yeah. And I was like, we definitely didn't come down there. So then we had to figure out how to turn around and cross mm. the creek again. And, then, and not flood your engine. Right. And finally do the switchback. But you remember that rough spot coming down? Yes. On the day we arrived? That's on easy. the edge? Yes. Where the dirt bikers had to go to the different no, side. No, no. The part where he went and then had to back up because right. he oh, overran yeah, it. Yeah, and you were like tiptoeing on two wheels. Nothing. Yeah, we, went, we went up that. He, he actually just That's threw crazy. it and we went. That was the only I spot I was I have a video of about. you doing that, and I'm like, we're all going to die. Yeah, I, I seriously thought we were flipping the side by side. I wasn't yeah. worried about our lives. I was worried about the Polaris. I am worried about my <laughs> life. Okay, I mean, yes, thankfully they're yours, and I don't have any financial like, thing to lose in this. But in my mind, I was like, okay, well, if we flip over, there's no window, so this boulder is going to come to where Keep my your head hands is. inside the vehicle you've, the whole time. You've never wrecked a four-wheeler, <laughs> a dirt bike, you a side bike. Road in you've never rode, yeah. No, no, I rolled, I, no seat belts. I rode scooters. And one four-wheeler that I wrecked. Let me tell you right now, when you go to rolling, keep all hands and feet in the vehicle yes, and hold but on. but what happens when you have no roof, no windows, and you roll on a big boulder that only fits in your window and knocks your face off? You lean towards the other person. Why hold the dog in your lap? You no, know? you let the dog no, go. You're you're you let the to dog go. go. Use the dog as a cushion. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Not Willow. She knows we're kidding. Kind of. Willow or me. <laughs> we're the same so we finally made it back over that that was like yeah. literally the one I can't tell to Tyler. Taylorsville like the Sorry. only spot I may be worried about is why are you yawning 
get her some more wine. No. More wine! I, I fall asleep. More wine! The only spot that I was concerned about was that, like, that yeah. one. And we made it over it like nothing. It yeah. was super simple. So anyway, long story short, we got back to San Olmo, loaded up the side-by-side on the trailer. Like Tyler, nothing. Tyler got in Irene's Acadia. Irene's Acadia. I jumped in the Chevy, and, and we came back through Cottonwood Pass. Which is, is a that is intense, a nightmare. Intense. I don't know what was worth. If you Honestly, have a two cylinder, stay home. Don't do it. <laughs> Honestly, Cottonwood Pass was harder than going back over the over the same oh, yeah. Tim Cut Pass oh, yeah. side by side. Seriously, yeah. in the car, yeah. in the trailer, and everything. Was her car going? No, not as much as it was. Um, I'm that amazed. I'm just. She handled it like a boss. We were talking about. You should have heard my truck. This truck sound like it's gonna throw up Damn. all over the asphalt. <laughs> well, really? what it going up is not a problem; yeah. it's coming down. Because you don't want to ride your brakes, right? Because I have. Well, that yeah, the person in front of that. us decided to go twenty and a thirty-five. Well, and I've I've driven down the side of a mountain on in a minivan before, and rode the brakes harder, uh-huh. and they and, heat up, yeah. and they smell, and then they go out. Yeah, yeah. Like the side brakes by side are side slick today. like butter. Correct. Yeah. I never knew what that was like, and now, now I know, you know I don't want that to happen. Yeah, so that, remember when we were... You told... Yeah, you I, told us on the way I into Colorado. You, you were like, don't ride your brakes. I don't think you're going to do that, Shift but... Shift down into third or second gear and let your motor, like, slow you down. Oh, yeah, and then I, Tyler, when he almost crashed into you today... So oh, yes, I forgot about that. I, we I told Josh, I said, when I was on the side of you and your whole family was smiling, <laughs> waving, I was freaking out. Like, <laughs> so, why does your family think I'm supposed to be on the side okay, of your side by the side? I thought you were being funny. <laughs> they <laughs> they <laughs> thought that it had started all of yeah, a sudden. <laughs> Irene's waving. I was like, I'm laughing. Oh, look. And I'm you like, got it wrong. <laughs> and and I'm thinking, oh, shit. Oh, like the whole time. Well, we were just talking. We were we're just... being pulled by side by side by side A and side by side B, which me, Tyler, and Willow are in. Are like Broke down with now we're breaks. passing. We're passing side by side A. You look like a little car. But we're not supposed to because we're attached by a, what, winch. a wire. A, a wire. Yeah. And so now that thing's getting caught in the tire. And they're laughing. And we're slamming our brakes. Our brakes are gone. What brakes? <laughs> you guys are coming by like the Beverly Hillbillies. Dude, you are easing and I'm like leaving. I'm like, oh I was like, oh, I guess he wants to talk. I'm not going <laughs> to. I said a word I wasn't supposed to say. I didn't even tell her. I, I, I didn't even so. explain. I have no brakes. So I'm going to pull around them. All right. I was just like. I'm dead. I need us, now that we're at an hour and a half, <laughs> but shout out to My Solo Road. I don't know if it's My Solo Road or Divine on the Road podcast, but an episode, an episode of hers that I loved was like an hour and a half, and I was driving, and it was perfect. So don't complain because this is my creation. Well, you can edit it down. No, I'm not yeah. going to. People are Take out all the parts like two hours Josh of our voices. In. Mm. <laughs> okay. We have a five-minute episode. Yeah. <laughs> so technically, I feel like this should be a whole new episode, but because I know my lack of, you Editing. know, like f- following through with things, and I'm really trying to turn over new leaves. We're just gonna do it now because technically that still means I did it's it. Leaves. I said leaves. You said leaves. New leaves. It's the same <laughs> darn thing. Okay, so are we okay to move subjects? Yes. Yeah. I think this is one is like the last. One of two. I mean, moral of the story, if you go camping with the baker... <laughs> You're breaking down. I mean, just Make get sure ready. you have your life insurance. Just get ready, baby. Bring alcohol. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, my God. Um, Don't try to be sober. 
It's all, but we are sober most of the time, take, and it's always fun. Can we take five yeah. minutes to turn the air and on? And we had kids because it's so hot, all no. of our noses are running. I'm wearing, <laughs> like, you're we're all going. Little, you're like, looking a little red. It's hot. I'm wearing a sweater to look cute on something that no one's gonna see what I look like. You're wearing a sweater to look cute. You don't get to see you. No camera. Like, but she a, knows. People can hear how cute feel. you are. That's right. That's I, it's all you know. You gotta. You gotta. Huh, a practice well, girl, in the I'm shower. Well, girl, I'm about to blow my nose on your podcast. You, you can go blow your nose. You, I'll practice this. Hold on. I have to be the part. I don't look know. the part. But I'm feeling the, the part, part. To be the part. Yes, yes. I'm feeling cute. See, I didn't so even I take a shower with you, you and I knew what you were going to say. You didn't take a shower with me? Is that what you said? I said, I didn't even take a shower with you and I knew what you were trying to say. Because you said you thought I about practiced it in the shower. It, yeah. yeah. But you yeah. showered. But did did you have that thought process like I want to be clean before I no, really deliver I'm, all of this? I'm, we I'm we, in... we want to make sure like so we have a water heater uh-huh. and we want to make sure that it's warm. I'll have I warm water. I have to take water. a shower soon enough for her to jump in the and still so have it, hot water. So it doesn't yes. run out. You yeah. should just go across the. Obviously, lake. I don't care what I look like. I'm in. Your face is like I'm, shedding I'm, skin. Like my forehead doesn't even exist it's anymore. It's like a snake. He's just shedding. Turn off the air, Tyler. In podcast world, you don't get air conditioning. There is Turn no it off. air conditioning. Turn, Turn it off. Off. Turn what it off. am I on? Fifty hundred? Like, is that a number? Look, my Jeez. my sound volumes are yeah, skyrocketing. Yeah. Okay, oh, so one of our last topics. Oh, so is it safe to travel? So together, we've been in a box, in a plane, in a car. With a fox here or there, ham and whatever. So with eggs and ham. Eggs and ham. And green. Yes, and the guy thank that you. Served them was named Sam. Yes, you know where I'm going with this. I do. I got you. So Tyler and I. His daddy was Doctor Seuss. Not. I, I talked about how you know I've been asked, is it safe to travel from, from people that are yeah. traveling, from people that are about to start traveling? They want to know, can they leave everything they know, which mm-hmm. is kind of ironic because that's mm-hmm. what we talked about the first half. And safely start doing this new journey and experience new things, even though our world is more different than it's ever been. So, Tyler, how did you feel traveling from Mississippi to Colorado in a two-day period at gas stations, a hotel, blah, blah, blah? For me, personally, I have been lucky, blessed, (laughs) bless you, lucky, blessed, or whatever you want to title it to have not contracted the COVID-19 virus that I know of. Therefore, it is in the back of my mind a lot, and I don't feel like I'm better than anyone else, but I have not tried to let it dictate or control or create fear in me that stops me from doing what I want to do. Therefore, other than people saying, you have to have a mask, you can't come in, you need to wait till some people leave, it has not really dictated or changed my traveling. But the changes that you've experienced are those that you just said? Yes. Like you have to carry a mask Very in your pocket? Very much so, yes. Basically? Yes. Um, when I'm at gas pumps and stuff, I don't think much into it. I sanitize as soon as we get back in the vehicle. Yeah. You, you start spraying me down. and so um, <laughs> He's like, I didn't do anything with my mouth. <laughs> I know, I know. So for oh, me, yeah. for me it's, my face didn't touch the gas pump. <laughs> for me, it's not very different except for the stories I'm hearing from others. Do you feel Every- like traffic was different or did you feel safe staying in a hotel that you didn't? I did. No. I did. I think I feel more unsafe and you didn't actually mention this, but I feel more unsafe 
thinking about the big cities and stuff and all the rioting going on than I do about any COVID. You mean like how we were originally, Correct. instead of going straight to Colorado, we were, we're going to stop in go lots of areas. Right. To right. see Irene's amazing I can't, mom. I can't control a virus, well, but I can control going around um, outlashing or but crazy. But we were going to go. Or, we were going to go, but our friends right next to us, right. Josh and Irene, we were literally going to go to spend 4th of July with your mom, mm-hmm. who is awesome and would love right. to see all of us sure. and her beautiful grandkids. But instead, we chose to try to be, I Same. guess, as responsible. And y'all chose responsibility probably over your kids and over us. And we came straight here because y'all, the news is because saying she's that in New San York, Antonio and it's really, right. situation's really The bad. people behind us that just got here in, the, in their RV are from mm-hmm. San Antonio and they said that they were going somewhere but they wanted to get the kids out of the house. I, th- so. I will not be saying hi to them. <laughs> <laughs> I think San, San Antonio Oh, I feel really what you mean bad. because it yeah. is bad. It's okay. really bad. So, I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. I was going to say, comfort-wise, I think we're all, we pretty much all agree that uh, we've made the better decision and chose to stay more of a tight because group and travel. you don't yes. want to live in fear, but you also need, yeah, I mean, don't you, be need an idiot. you can't deny the facts. Right. Yes. Right. Okay. So I think, I think the travel situation depends on what state you're traveling in. Because there, as we discussed on my podcast, the very first episode, there are certain states that took this very serious from the very beginning. And they shut it down, and they told people to start wearing your mask and start paying attention to the CDC guidelines. Smaller groups, family members only, stay in your house except for shopping. And then there are other states, we won't mention them, (coughs) there are other states who basically acted like it was a hoax and something that a political party that they didn't agree with created out of nowhere to try to get the president thrown out of office. When that's obviously not true. It's like what every country in the world. So you're telling me China also lost. Every country in the world is on this conspiracy to get Trump thrown out of office. And if anything's not a lie, it's death tolls. Correct. Yes. And those those states did not take it seriously. And now they're suffering. Now they're suffering. Those are the states where it's spiking now. And And Colorado is not one. They said the Denver area had spikes. Of course, it's the biggest growing city in Colorado. And they have people flying in all the time. Most of Colorado is very vast, very spread out. Denver has more people. I think this is right. Denver has as many or more people in its city than the entire state of Mississippi has. Yep. Yeah, I remember you talked about that, I think, on your podcast. So, yeah. Of course, there's Some of the, sickness of course, there. There's, yeah. you know, you're going to have higher numbers in a state like Colorado for two reasons. Number one, the population is higher, and they're actually caring enough to do the testing. Right. So we talked about that in mind. Mm-hmm. So I think travel depends on what state. When we looked at Texas, for example, San Antonio, we're, we live there. We're very familiar with the city. I knew what we would be doing if we went to San Antonio. It would be one or two things. It would either be stuck in the house 24-7 because we didn't want to go out yeah. or we would be like at risk constantly Here's mm-hmm. our, we're here with the friends we used to live with they want to go dancing let's go dancing, let's go eat, let's go somewhere the norm the norm. Used to be the norm. I, oh, I the when you go visit family yeah, she kind of felt like we would be putting her mom which we would have if we would have done those types Hang of things, hang out with her, go out and go back. Correct. We would have been putting her mom at risk, and it's just not the responsible thing to do. I would have loved to have spent San Antonio on Fourth of July in San Antonio. Yeah. I would love for you guys to meet my San Antonio friends. They're right. awesome. And I hear it's a really fun place. It's a, it's a wonderful city. I mean, they have lots of fun things to do. Great food. But the but, fact is, we just our world is different at the mm-hmm. moment. Yep. And it's, it's just so not hard. the month to do it. 
It's so weird to try and grasp that because the more time that goes on, it's just like, I basically feel like I'm holding my breath until things are back to normal. But maybe maybe things will never be. She just did air quotes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe things never will be normal, but eventually it will be. It will be, norm. but it's just going to be new norm. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm so ready to go to a concert. I'm so ready to go to a festival. Yeah, I'm I ready know, to go with my friends and I'm, sit with a table of ten at a yeah, restaurant right. and not feel like we have to either wear a mask, sit different places, and or not go out at all. Yeah. It's or so do weird. you like when you meet someone? Do you shake their hand? Are you being rude? That do is you the just weirdest say, thing. Hide it up from far away. I've been holding in sneezes for three months. <laughs> and how yeah, dare they? Basically, <laughs> spill like you Honestly, basically are labeled leprosy as soon as you right. sneeze or cough in it's, public. It's just a weird time. And how dare they turn my Jack Daniels into hand sanitizer? <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Because the only Germex I have at the moment is because a, a brewer brought it to the yeah, the bar yeah. where I worked before, in Mississippi, and they were like. This is like, you know, we're just going to give this to you. I'm like, yes. I haven't been able to either afford or find hand sanitizer. No, I did. But it smells terrible. I like did. Vodka. Like vodka. Yeah, like pre-vodka before it's vodka. Irene, what's it like being a teacher and a mother of three going through all of this? Uh-oh. Um, Plot twist. Well, it's very stressful because I was actually talking to Madison about it. You want to keep your kids safe you know their health is number one but right. then there's also that mental health i mean you have the insight you're a teacher at a high school correct mm-hmm. i have been so mm-hmm. so you you have a very good insight on the physical touching the passing of germs the oh yes the, the I mean, hygiene the changes within the school when system. flu season hits i mean we have kids that are out i mean yeah. sometimes in my first period i would have a third of my class missing wow or and that was just there's the flu a good that we chance yes, they're that passing it all. And yes. the other two thirds that were sick were or, still coming to school. Or mono. Yep. Or mono. We yeah. had bad cases of mono in oh. North Mississippi. And you don't live in a poverty or unhealthy city. You live in a very a yes. city with a very good hospital, yes. very yes. good medical. Yes, we we live. I'd say one of the best places lived, in Mississippi. Uh, right. Lived right. One of the best places yeah, in sorry, Mississippi. And um, but yes, and I don't know what they are. I mean, as far as I know, I think they're going to give kids the option to do traditional, which is going to school or do online. But it's it's hard because my kids, they want that social interaction. They crave for that social interaction because that's all we've that's ever like, have been used yeah. to. Well, kid so wants to spend prom at home on Zoom. Correct. Yeah, and, um, you know, we are going to take that when we decide what school my kids are going to go to, we will take that risk of, you know, they will be wearing their masks, they will be very careful, but I think there's that emotional side. Or And you've asked all your kids, I think, personally, do you, would you rather be homeschooled because you are capable? I mean, you get mm-hmm. teacher of the year, you Thank are you. bilingual, you're very impressive, and you would make it happen, but they all have voiced that they want to go to school for that interaction. They miss their friends. They miss interacting with other kids their age mm-hmm. and sharing. Apparently we're boring. <laughs> <laughs> so Welcome who? to parenthood. But, you know, even though I, I love teaching, I love teaching high school, teaching your own children is a different story. Right. And I admire parents. You feel parents. like teaching your kids is different than parenting? Yes, it- definitely. Yes, it yep. is. It's two totally different things. Uh, so I was homeschooled until 
I went to public school two times in my life. Wow. What? In a 12-year period from K, K through 12, two times. One was in Georgia. We were uh, there helping a church out, and I was six years old. No. Yeah, was, you were. You were yes. in kindergarten. Yeah, I was in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that may be five or six. I don't know. Same. Uh, I went to school there for my kindergarten year, and then when we lived in Salida, right up the, mm. the valley here, an hour and a half or so away. Yep. I went to, I would have been nine, so that would have put me in oh, wow. fifth grade. Way before, Is yeah. that right? Sounds right. Would I have been? Yeah. Fourth or fifth. Fourth, I would fifth, say third, yeah. fourth, or fifth. <laughs> I didn't flunk any, so whatever. Okay. Y'all do the math out there in podcast world. I was nine, and my birthday's in June, so that tells you what grade I was in. Uh, so I was homeschooled. I mean, basically, my yeah, entire K through You guys were traveling, so y'all didn't but, have a choice. Yeah. But the flip side is, I was socialized properly because we were at a different church every week. And basically, when we pulled into that parking lot... You weren't lot, there to keep friends. You were there to make friends. To make friends. Mm -hmm. That's right. So when we pulled into that parking lot, I had the choice every single week of what kind of experience I was going to have at that location. And it happened in the first night. It's, it's weird, but you could literally be, choose to be or act. Absolutely. A different person every week. As long as your parents didn't see. <laughs> <laughs> well, even though, even though I was indoors, you know, I didn't go to school like the kids in that church we were right. hanging out at. We were at church every night. But that's the best part of school, And right? back then, we were, we were going seven nights a week. They didn't, like... They revival every day. Revival, <laughs> revival now is like okay. We have we have church on Sunday and Wednesday, yeah. so you can pick. Revival you, back then was Sunday through Saturday. Do you, you want to come Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday? Do you want to come Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Oh my goodness! Right? But back then, that's the way it is now. But back what? then, it was you're here. You're Until getting here we say Sunday so. morning, <laughs> yeah. and you're here seven nights, and you're going to leave Sunday night after church and go to the next. Place. Did you see the groups um, getting bigger or smaller? Both. Uh, just depended on the church. I which which it, ones? Um, oh, I guess it like would the depend on the week. Yeah, it depend on the week. Where I mean, so and who? We would be. I've we, never known a revival to go on that long. Mm -hmm. That is insane. We would stay in some places. I mean, for, good. I guess. I, don't I know. think the longest. The longest non-break seven days a week revival we had was two months. I say we, we had like two a when I was growing up two we had like a thirteen-day revival, like two weeks. But and are y'all both talking about the mainly a Pentecostal? Pentecostal yes. for me, and that yeah. means church till ten, eleven o'clock. Yeah, at night, and I'm talking about. And then after church, yeah. you go eat every night. Yep. Or they cook something in the cafeteria, Fellowship. so you're interacting with people. So even though yeah. I was homeschooled. I got my so I was socialized properly, hmm. and when I say properly, I don't mean, you know, theology wise. I mean, yeah, plenty social, of social. I had plenty of, of interaction with people who were not like me. You know, I didn't know them from Adam's house cat. You may not dress the same. I mean, you obviously not, can't. Dress we may not dress the same. They didn't play instruments. I played instruments, but we still had to have. I had to find something in common with those people or else my week was going to be miserable. I needed to make friends fast. Did your brothers do the same thing? Yeah, I would say so. Because I feel like there's some pre there were some people in a similar situation second, that probably didn't put themselves his out there. middle like brother. My middle brother, who was 13 months younger than me, he did it probably. They were pretty much like twins. We were We were pretty much the same. Okay. My younger brother didn't have to because by the time we were, by the time he was 
old enough to interact. Old enough. Y'all mm-hmm. You guys are quite a few years older. So yeah, I'm eight years older than you. Wow. So his it, his childhood is much different. And you're than a mine. social butterfly. Like we cannot walk into a we won't walk into a place and within five minutes you don't know Josh the name says of at least the, two people. Josh says hi to the first painting on the wall and it talks back. But in a good way. <laughs> in, in a great way. Yeah. Like he breaks hey down. Hey man, how are you? Any barrier, you it know, works. it's if if you invite me out to go karaoke or eat, depending on how I feel, that doesn't guarantee you're gonna have a better time than if you were by yourself. Because Amen. Because no, <laughs> <laughs> whether or not you're there or not. Sorry, what were you saying? Are you making another drink? You better make another drink. You guys will deal with me later. Okay. Yes. Like I may be a dud sometimes because a I dud. get all, I get in my feels <laughs> or I'm in my head or well, I'm, I'm analyzing I everything. I have to be. I have to feel it. Yes. I don't. Every time I go out, I may not feel it. And he go every time he goes out, he feels it all the time. So. Yes. And so you're like, That's the I guess I'm hot out, out the bathroom right? until he's ready to go because <laughs> you're tired of it. having the same dull conversation of like ten people. I'm Irene. I'm his wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just love. I love people. I love people. Yeah. And I think that. I think any amount of time that you spend trying to get to know somebody, their story, their experiences, finding something in common. I think that's time well spent. And, I, and that does come from me growing up. It's always worth the risk. It's always worth the risk. Because what's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is they look at you weird, and then you never have to see them again. Yeah. That's the worst that can happen. But the, I love that you chose to handle it like that as a kid. You know, I mean, y'all have to Well, kids. I had to. It was, it was, he didn't have a choice. I didn't have but an option. Maybe it's not. Be well, I could, I could have. I could have been you could a have made the worst yes, of every situation, yes. and then you could have, you could have grown up in a way where you were like, "Well, I always had to do this, so now I'm always going to do this way." That's true. Yeah. And yes. never want to go out, never want to meet new people, yeah. never put yourself out there. And so it says a lot. I mean, but, y'all put yourself out there, and that's why we became friends. Because not only did you yeah. make my experience as a, a plain old server interesting and out of the ordinary, not just like here's your food and drink, thanks for the tip, bye, mm-hmm. but we made actual conversation. I know when Josh Last. asked me if I was single, I was kind of worried. I didn't know what was going <laughs> And then, um, like, you still continue to do that. Like, we don't, we may go out and we're not feeling talking to people at all. And then by the end of it, we have some amazing connection that is going to, you know, do something awesome in the future. Or maybe we can do something awesome for them. But it always is a circle. Like we all yeah. say, it's a circle. Mm-hmm. You give what you got. It's not triangle, and then it's a eventually you're going to need help. And someone out there is going to be one to help you. Which we've never been somewhere and someone wasn't willing to help us. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, our kids don't have, they don't have the same experience that I do. So homeschooling for them and homeschooling for me are two completely different things. Their homeschooling means they interact only with each other. Irene's face may or may not be where her hand is swinging. <laughs> that means they, their sole interaction is with us uh-huh. and with each other. And my homeschool experience was not that. True. Mine was, was I dealt with my family mm-hmm. just long enough to get my work done, and then I disappeared, and I got to go make friends. So, you know, it's a different thing. So I, I, I completely empathize with parents and children who are having to do online school or homeschool during this time because you know they don't have the social interaction that I had mm-hmm. when I was doing it for me homeschool is not a big deal do you have any advice to give anyone in that situation like what what can they do in times of solitude to get by 
and grow at the same time? Hang in there and drink Jack and Coke. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. No, it's, uh, I think, I think this requires a little more effort than normal. Mine was by default because by default, we were either going to be at this church for one week or two weeks or three, and then we were going to a different place. So I was kind of forced to have that social interaction with new people every week. Most of the time it was every week. I mean, it was very rarely that we stayed at a place more than one week. So by the nature of the beast, I was kind of forced to interact with new people who I did not know. For sure. Growing up, I went to 18 different schools. Yeah. You know, and, and I always told people it wasn't about fitting in, it was about blending in. It it didn't matter if you didn't fit in. What you didn't want to do was stand out. Right. Because it wasn't always so fun. Well, I think think the one thing that I learned how to do quickly is to find common ground. Right, right. At least find three or four buddies, girls or guys, that that just you think alike, you can laugh, and guess what? I'm going to be gone in two weeks or less. Yeah, and I think that served me. I think for me that served me well because there's very few places that that I go now where you I can't, can't thrive with something in common right. with you. It's on, yeah. it, it's a positive challenge, I think. Um, there's been times in my life where if I was in a position where I knew no one, or like, for instance, when I started college and it was my first week, mm-hmm. um, I decided I wanted to go somewhere far away from my hometown and not know anyone. I didn't know a single soul that was there. So I got paired and roomed with someone I didn't know. We met, We became friends, and then our first day there, we were like, okay, well, let's... If we see anyone sitting alone or any time we walk into any room, we're going to find someone and we're going to say, hey. Mm-hmm. And I swear to you, that first day, we probably, I mean, we spoke to, how, I don't know how many people, but the friends we had senior year, four years later, most of those people that we were truly friends with came from that first day. Yep. Because every time we walked in that cafeteria, when there was someone sitting by themselves at a table, we walked over there, sat down, said, hey, you want to come sit with us? Like, we're just going to be yeah. eating and talking. And they said, yeah, sure. Well, those are the interactions that mean something. Because... Y'all find a connection. Well, you had to put thought into you put them. Effort. I mean, you effort. had to put effort into them. Correct. Blind effort. Thought for, and effort. For people, I think, who are, who are trying to figure out whether to homeschool or online school their kids this fall or send them to public school. Well, first of all, and you can speak to this more than me, I think... I think any child under the, under the fifth grade probably needs to go to public school. Yeah. For sure. Every day. You think just for that's, um, every day. That's a that's a codependent slash sharing slash I don't the, the universe doesn't revolve around me. I don't think kind of you age. can I don't think you can not in the world we live in today. For the discipline of right. I don't think you can properly socialize a child Correct. under fifth grade without sending them to public school. Unless unless maybe you're in a religious organ like a church, like maybe the church you go to, uh, has a very large homeschool group that they get together every week right, and they do, do that. Or like a Facebook or that's something. Kind of yeah. social but that's not most that people's experience. Have. You have to be I able to make a kid feel like when he thinks he should be in first, he's an eighth. Yeah, like that's you, okay. You don't want to limit your like, child. Right. So I think for those folks, I think it's a no brainer. I think if your if your kid is capable of going to school and capable of following even the minimal directions, send your kid to school if they're fifth grade or under. This is just an opinion. I don't speak for the CDC or none of that crap. But I think send them to school and let the teacher reinforce the importance of mask and discipline and structure and routine 
and following directions. Guidelines. Because yeah. those things are going to serve them and, well past fifth grade. And kids really love their teachers. Most kids yes. do. Mm -hmm. And they really listen to their teachers. And even when my children, when we went under, you know, with when COVID first hit and they were doing the Zoom meetings, it's like when their teacher tells them something or when they're speaking to them, it's like... Different child. Yes, it's a different child. For people past the fifth grade, when do they transition to middle school? See, this sixth, is, seventh, and eighth grade. And I've heard that is the most difficult. Most states, it's sixth, seventh, and eighth. See, this, I hated this, is, this is how much it tells you that I didn't go to public school. I don't even know when they transition, right? Well, some, and, and some, for some people, like we were talking today, that I think some people, truly, some of their best memories happen in middle school, high school. Oh my gosh, mine were terrible. Right. I mean, I, uh, they weren't terrible. But I hate I, it in middle school. Everyone middle that knew school. me would think that they weren't terrible, but middle, I thought they were terrible. Middle school is a really awkward age. Yeah. yeah. Middle like, school for me was going from Florida to Kentucky and everybody. We went from surfing to, hey, y'all. You like me. And I'm just like, 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 you're like, you're trying to be good at school and then you also don't care. You're like, what am I? Who am I? Yeah. yeah. And then it lasts for the rest of your life. I think for, for parents with children past the fifth grade, Maybe if you're going to homeschool or online school your children, I think maybe do a deep dive into your inner psyche and make sure that you're not doing it to try to prove a political Look point. Look at your own genetics, you mean? like? Well, no, not not really. I think the time that we're in right now. Is what do you mean? Like more of uh, what you think. Make sure that you're not doing it for selfish reasons that right. only benefit you as a Living parent. through them or like. Make sure that what you're doing is actually going to benefit your child in the long run. If you're not sending your kid to, I mean, the way I look at it, if you're if you are scared to send your child to school, I understand the fear, but don't take them to Walmart. Right. Don't don't be a hypocrite. That's Correct. Kind of like I mean, in I a, mean, don't in a have a double standard. Time. If you're if you're complaining, there are more shootings probably at Walmart well, than schools. What, on no, well, what I'm saying is COVID. because with with COVID, if you are saying in general, yeah. Well, I, I don't want my child going because of COVID to school, but you're taking them to Walmart and, and, take and you're taking them to the park. Every park in the world and every yep. open beach. It can't all be your bad. family members who go and do it's like are you really and you're having family with reunions with more than five people. Just accept the way that you want to handle things yeah. and then right. handle so it that So your way. kid can skip school and choose a lesser education, but it's okay for him to go hang out with family and friends. Well, and, and I think there's going to be a lot of parents out there who don't even view it that way. I think there's going to be a lot of parents out there that actually genuinely believe that an online option is going to be better for their child and easier and don't even realize the amount of structure and discipline that it takes. It's very stressful. And so they're by default accidentally going to put their child, their children further behind. So, and maybe even with the best intentions at heart, but yeah. not really thinking through the situation. Right. So, uh, I mean, I think every it's going to be a tough situation. Our kids are going to school. Mm -hmm. It's very simple. Our kids are going to school because you like their constructiveness. I need that teacher in their life to be able to reinforce what I'm doing at home. And like, I if I tell them that they need to get up at six o'clock, brush their teeth, use the bathroom, eat breakfast, put on dressed. deodorant, get dressed, and be somewhere by a certain time so we can leave, I need the rest of their day to mirror that type of structure. And this is the only time in their life before they have to consciously Correct. choose to get a job that they'll have to do that. That's mm -hmm. right. So I don't have any kids. So part of me is like, you know, like maybe this isn't worth talking about. And then I have to remember it is because I may have kids one day 
And just because I don't have kids, everyone I know has kids. Y'all do. Yeah. You have kids, Tyler. My mom, I have a younger brother that's still in school. And this is important because, unfortunately, we all have to make these decisions. Do our kids go to school now? Do they not? For sure. For sure. I I even, I'm one of the people that parents are like, no, I don't do daycare. And that's a different topic. But I'm like, I, if you can afford it and if it's there and you have a good. And not all daycares are good. Some are, some aren't. Right. That's what I'm saying. If you have a daycare that's got some legit people who are in there wanting to make a better life for your children before five years old. We could barely afford daycare and we did. Same. So, dude, I think there were weeks where, like, my daycare had to let me slide. It was that bad. Most people don't was, know this, but they should really research it if they have small newborn children. Yep. If you do not properly socialize a child by the age of four Three, years old, yeah, four, four years old, yeah. four years old, forget if it. If they are not properly socialized, when I say properly socialized, I'm talking about being able to not bite another child over a toy. Yep. And share yeah. and, and to play. be able to slap share. and hit and throw right. and, and yeah. pee themselves in their mouth. Know that they're their not lives, the only entity. In their this lives world. are going to be miserable. Self centered. Mm-hmm. They are not going to have a good life. They're not going to have as good a life. They can, they but could. it's harder. So it, it's I'm probably a, I would sum it up as less enjoyable because either you're really high maintenance, yes, or you're always wondering why people don't care as much as you. Think and it's not just to. less enjoyable for you; it's less enjoyable for every, every single one. person that you interact your with. Your parents, your siblings, from the age of Wait, four forward. Okay, so as the host, I have to redirect us. Sorry, we, no, no, never we chased apologize. Rabbits. No, we chased huge, awesome like rabbits. As long as you don't shoot them or eat them, okay? So well, it's not winter yet. I only <laughs> sum it up. Because that's part of my, you know, goal to to um, motivate you, Josh Baker, to continue to your podcast. And so I'm saying this to Don't all the be your co-host. We'll talk about children and going to school. <laughs> all, all the listeners out there, like if you if you have children, if you're thinking about children, if you're just have no clue what to do in this time. My friend Josh here has a podcast, and I never have had a conversation. Like, we'll have hour-long conversations where we disagree on everything, mm-hmm. but yep. I, I come out a better person in the end. And you want friends that don't just agree with everything you say. You want friends that tell you exactly how it is and how they feel and what Their you're doing wrong. What exactly, exactly. Like, what I is want that? someone. Good old Jordan Peterson. Make friends with people who want the best for, the you. Best for you. And yeah, yeah. And, you, yeah. and you're a combination of the top five people you hang around. So yeah. you want to be, you don't just want to be around people that high five you for every bad decision you make. Yeah. You want people to say, like, I mean, yeah, you had fun, but did you wake up in jail? Because maybe that's not the best thing. Maybe it was. Or maybe it was. Yeah, because last time Madison didn't night. answer the phone or show up to bail me out. So, last and Josh night. and Irene you went home and went to bed. Not. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you told us we not to. Matter of fact, all three of these people went to, went home and went to bed and left <laughs> me said, in jail. He, he said, said do not say? bail me. I said, don't bail me. Go on me. I'll be fine. Yes. So we were just listening to you. Never but, listen to me again when I'm going to jail. I did show up two hours before you could even be bailed out after still going to sleep. She was waiting in the parking lot <sighs> like a great prison wife. I was waiting in the wrong parking lot. <laughs> wrong I, I wrong jail. Okay, so, oh my gosh. There's so many, this is like a four-hour conversation. <laughs> we gotta, because, oh, just so people are clear, I blew a .7 <laughs> and got a DUI on a .8. So I don't know how that worked. But, but um, it's a sponge. Yeah, we got that taken care of. Okay, so 
And thank I drove you the to car the back. Ball. You I did. Drove Both of y'all drove. You drove my car, and then you drove. You, you were Everybody's going to be like, man, I was not sober, which is why I was not driving. Okay. I had two So, anyways, four hours. we were supposed to cover the whole is it safe to travel? I think we like brought that topic up. I want to just real quickly go over it. Maybe we'll just do another episode in the future. But, anyways, Irene, how was flying on a plane? It was a different experience because um, we had to, we do have to wear a mask at all times. However, um, we flew with, I flew with Frontier and I really didn't want to fly, but Josh was here in Colorado and there was no other way. She came came because she missed me so much. Yes. So there was no other option but to fly. And, um, I wore my mask. I sanitized my hands every single time. With your own Germix that yeah. you brought? Yes, with my own Germix that we bought at a gas station. Overpriced were people Germix. like speculative? Like, like, were people acting weird or different? Six feet apart always? Um, no, some of them were not. Um, random question. Did you see any, like, you know, how they have restaurants, Burger King, McDonald's? Most of the restaurants were closed when I did fly. Um, I think I flew in, when was it? In April? May. May. I flew in May. Just a few months ago. Was the seating different? Did you have to sit a seat apart? I wish. No. We were packed in like sardines. Really? Yes. Airlines got to make that profit. But if As Irene would say, capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag. But but everyone did keep their masks on. on. The whole flight? The whole flight. Did anyone bring y'all a beverage or anything like that? No. You could buy water if you wanted to. Bottled water, I guess. Yes. Um, but no, you couldn't bring in, I mean, they were not providing you beverages or snacks or anything like that. How was security? Was it any different than normal? No. Okay. Memphis still rude no. as usual. Rude? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. God, Memphis is very worst. rude. Rude. That's airports. unfortunate. And, um, Denver, Denver was, um, it wasn't as packed. Uh-huh. And they were rerouting us certain... I guess they just wanted certain areas of the airport occupied. Yeah. So it wasn't as free and chaotic as it may normally be? No, it was actually a lot. It was less stressful. Less stressful. (laughs) It was less stressful. I mean, going through the Denver uh, security, it's usually a nightmare. Mm -hmm. I I went through it in less than 10 minutes. So it was kind of a positive for you, besides the mask wearing. Besides the masks, it was... It was a positive, and... Um, may I ask, were all the, um, what are they called when they're... Flight attendants. Flight attendants and pilots, if you saw any, were they wearing masks too? Yes. Setting an example? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, um, airline tickets, are they cheaper now? They because were both way have bought tickets? cheaper. A few hundred really? dollars. Really? They were yes. cheaper. Very On a scale of one, or like, I would 100%, say, I would say they 30%. Were half price. Yeah, half price. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. Yes. Still Very are. Nice. Still um, are. Okay. So just because I'm trying to go in a faster pace for anyone who may so have a time crunch. I was scared to fly. I didn't want to fly. But um, I didn't want to come and see my husband. Aww. So I risked my life. She can't live She risked me. her life I, for you. I risked my life I ha- for you. I have that effect. She left her babies. I, have, I did. I have that effect on women. And, um, with grandma. With grandma. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, she left her kids with grandma. Oh, yeah, we should say that, but... He but I mean, <laughs> I did. I did sanitize my hands a I, lot. Yeah. A lot. Um, I was just. I just it seemed like everyone was. I conscious. followed the CDC guidelines. You were such a good even, citizen. Thank you. Even though the airlines did not. Yeah. And um, with the seating. Yes, yeah. with the seating, but people kept their masks on. One of I I would say the biggest difference was when I 
the times I have flown before, you, I usually make friends and, you know, interact with the person so you next were sitting, to me. Did you sit beside somebody? Yes, I was in the middle. Uh, in of the middle two seat, yes, and but nobody talked to each other. Not so. a word. Mm-mm. I think that's... Not hello? No. It's Can I use your armrest? Nothing? Nope. I think that is honestly the biggest difference overall that I have seen in the COVID. And that pandemic. goes from the aisle in Walmart. And, and the introverts was, get to be even more introverted. I, I, just, I, uh, I, flew, I flew... When did I fly back? You flew in June. Was it June? Yes. Yes. So I flew in June... Nobody wants to talk. Or... And. Wait, that was last month. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like kind of like you're non-existent? Like you're oh, I'm, I'm, what does it make you feel I'm like? I'm like a fish out of water. Do you, do, but you don't say hey to them? Or no. Do you? Everyone, everyone minds. So it's, it's like a zombie. So so people, like... people have. I want to say hello. Uh-huh. Have you Just ever, like awkward. Like, hey. Because they do the last time I was on a plane, I accidentally threw a party. Right. The la- like, we, I flew to Vegas. <laughs> Out of Nashville on a Sunday on a uh, Saturday morning, right at seven thirty, and I was buying shots for like three rows in both directions. Why yeah. am I never on these? When planes? I was on my last plane, so I was getting shots bought for me, and the next four rows right. so were all getting my, shots. That's my typical flight experience. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm not going to be a stranger. Okay, true. But at the same time, you're able to you're able to read facial expressions and. See there's a lot of worry in folks. Energy, feed yeah. off of people's like, energy. Depending on their smile, they're yes. drinking or not, right? Correct. And you just don't have that now. I mean, especially on a plane. And not even on a plane. I mean, I try to smile at people and I don't even know. Well, like you don't know if they're smiling. You don't even, like, I don't even know if they know I'm smiling. smile's contagious. It's like I'm trying to over-exaggerate it so they can see it in the wrinkles of my exactly. eyes. Exactly. <laughs> it's in the wrinkles of the eyes. feet. Or, 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 or I, wanna, I randomly want to be like, I'm smiling right now. Yeah. Smile back. <laughs> you know, but. At first, I kind of thought it was a relief because in Mississippi, while we were at home, I was never looking my best. It was like I'm now. Like I'm pretty cute right now. You're, so uh, you're even though no one can see me, you know, I got eyeliner. I showered. This is yeah. Really I noticed your points. eyeliner. Thank you. Yeah. You know I got inspired Thank by you, Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. Thank you so much, Instagram. Yeah, I follow you. <laughs> so I, uh, but like in Mississippi, when I'm just going to the farm and or bed, I don't need to shower. I don't need to brush my hair or teeth. And it's oh. That mask is a lifesaver for bad breath and like boogers. <laughs> Unless like, it's your own bad hide, breath you're breathing. If you're no, it's fine. You're just, <laughs> if it's if you're hiding half your face, the mask is the best thing that's ever happened to you. Yes, but you as a girl, it's like if you don't have your eyebrows. I'll say. Well, I yeah, am. but that's why I got bangs now. Oh, I don't know, girl. The other day I was wearing some sunglasses and some Taco Bell breath. I did not like that. My it's kind of fogging up me. My breath or your me, breath? My breath. Oh. My breath. Well, anyways, like at first I was excited Screw that, <laughs> you know, if I wasn't feeling the best and I needed to go to Walmart, which everyone is always at, then I just put on the mask and I'm, it means I'm kind of in a hurry. It means mm-hmm. I'm kind of like on my guard. So don't come up and talk to me and, and hug me yeah. and be all over my face. asking you hear, the same it typical means, questions. It does. It means. It like, means. Well, to that, people, it's different. Like wearing that mask. So, is, um, I don't know. Like at first I thought it was kind of a relief, but now that it's a... It's a daily it's real the new thing. Norm. It is. It is the new norm. So now I'm like, I, I just feel gu- I feel guilty when I grab something next to a shelf and someone's standing there. I'm like, do I say I'm, I'm I mean, I do say, excuse me, but you just don't know how, it all feels weird. Well, it feels weird to talk to them. It and, feels weird not to talk to them. And I have realized that people, well, I'm a teacher once again. 
people can't follow directions because at Walmart no. there's arrows and tails and it says do not enter and what people... at Walmart it... yes aisles aisles that's there's new to like, me I haven't seen that there's like one way aisles <laughs> there oh, no. you are the people we're talking about you are that person am I supposed to see these like do I look down to see yeah. these yes. they're right they're on the floor these, these block my peripheral one way yep yeah they're also in the boomville they're everywhere I've never seen these. Yeah. Have you? Wig <laughs> taped electric. I bet I'm that person, yep. you guys. I'm you like, are, people like this you girl. Are that person. I apologize. This girl just came the wrong way down the aisle. Follow directions. Well, but the funniest <laughs> thing was, and it was here in Alamosa. I saw this lady, and she was. She was going backwards with her buggy because it said that wasn't it the said way. Said wrong to... way. Yeah, so most of my travel for the last three months actually has been via car. Via car. Okay. Yes. I've only I've only flown one time, but I've been to Mississippi what three times? Back and yes. forth. Back and forth. Yeah. You told I think on on the podcast where you interviewed me and Tyler, you talked about how you weren't able to make your own coffee at gas yeah. stations. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, Is that still a thing? Because yeah, uh, that was a few months ago. No, in not February. anymore. I think they've kind of laxed. It. Yeah, yeah, they've they've laxed that. But they haven't. They haven't. Um, which by good reason. But like I. I am, you know, I'm big about trying to use less plastic, less straws, less cups. Yes. And so I worked hard to spend more money on reusable cups that right. now I can't use. Right. Well, the I'll tell you the one thing that I have noticed throughout this past three-month process, or really four months, I guess now, is I thought I was a clean person. Okay. Because I'm that guy... This is a true story. You can ask Irene because she's sitting here and she can hear me talking. I have lost so many wedding rings because... TMI. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what did I tell you about the clubs, Josh? <laughs> I have lost so many wedding rings because I'm the guy that when he goes to the bathroom... Sits it on the sink. I take my wedding ring off. To wash my hands just so it gets clean under the wedding ring. Yeah, you're also the guy that brings a broom to a, like a reclusive camping spot. We do spot. sleep our tent. We forgot I'm, so many things, but after. we brought a full size broom. Damn Josh, Josh, Josh takes a broom to a werewolf festival. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the guy that washes his hands and looks at other people with disgust. Who walk out of the bathroom without oh, yeah. washing Why don't you wash so the ring judged. on your hand? Because he doesn't like the way the water I don't like, feels. I can't get it dry under the you hand. Were, when we first got here nine days ago, you were bragging it. about your new wedding ring being rubber. I, I don't know where it's at now. I'm, I took it off somewhere probably to do something with my hands. Yeah, in 12 <laughs> years, I think I had like nine rings. Yeah. So, just to get that crazy? But what I figured out during this is that I'm not as safe as I think I am. You're right. Because okay. there's so many other things that I touch... Mm -hmm. that on a daily basis I don't even think about. Like, bathroom is one thing, right? I am not... You, have you seen that movie, Along Came Polly? Oh, yeah. man. I am not going to eat nuts out of the bar. Right? Bowl. The bowl in the bar. Because oh, I, I have been... It depends how hungry I am. Yeah, well, yeah. that's your deal. I have been in bar restrooms, and I know the amount of men who don't wash their hands. It's like 90%. And, like, and then, play with the nuts and then pick ugh. them. Now there are guys and like, then, worse than and that. And then just, like, walk out. I know, I know the amount of guys that do wash their hands and then throw the towel away and, and grab touch a the dirty door. Nut, I use the door, door with the towel, like, and then I toss you've it. You've just yeah. negated everything that you've done in the bathroom. Everything. But yeah. I don't think about it when I shop. All the people, the cereal that I'm touching, the I'm trying to turn the, the can good to see which type of 
soup it is. Yeah. Uh, right. The first one where everyone touches. Right. Yeah, but or the, do you, even, the, even the most. What about in the bathroom at the bar where, okay, you had like, you know, a few shots and a few Ain't nobody like, washing their hands there. No, no, no. He told me something. He's like, you know, it's weird that they've, the, the, I don't even remember I told what you, you said. Yeah. You told me that. Statistically, there have been higher numbers in bars. Bars, than yeah. I'm like, COVID, well, duh. People go to drink. Bars They're going to get some I don't love. Care. And then after you drink, the more you drink, the less you care Literally, about all those morals you have. Literally, it had. says bars, restaurants, and gas stations. <sighs> That's true yeah, in every area of my life except for the bathroom. Like the you more, immediately sober up when you go to the bathroom? I immediately sober up. Really? When I go to the bathroom, I am... Oh, too. It's like the sink's I'm dripping toxic right now, acid. It's just like, like... Not if you're sick. If you need to throw up, you're putting your mouth all no, over that thing. No, I'm usually, going outside. I usually, I usually throw up on the car right now. Yeah, like I'm okay. going outside. So I'm uh, do no, I... Uh, I ain't being that dude. This is this is <laughs> made girl. me realize the amount of other things that I touch that are also being touched by people who... Don't do it. Who don't yeah. do it? Yeah. yeah, true. You know, gas station. I pump gas. I'm walking in or on the phone. On the phone, touching your phone all the time. It's like you go to oh, Walmart. Oh, and then you go to the you pee and you put it on the toilet paper thing where mm. everyone else has put their phones. Yeah, there you go. Or they're the well, maybe not pee, but you know things. I, I don't do. know what guys have. The nastiest thing in your day to day life is your phone. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I put my phone everywhere. It's like it's like oh wait I gotta wipe my butt. Let me sit my phone on this toilet paper. Right. It's Dispenser. like, I've, it's like, yeah, so I've, <laughs> like I've worked really hard to build good habits yeah. with, with hygiene when it comes wash to wash my hands tobacco, and then grab this. Right? Yeah. But then and then you every, put it to your face. Every yeah. other area that you don't even think about. Or like, like your car wow, keys. I am a disgusting oh, human. Keys. Even though I'm not, that's you know, for the last four months, that's basically how I felt. Okay. Right, wrap it up. So we talked about planes, we talked about gas Brains stations. Would you say it's getting worse or better? In the past few months, because y'all have been traveling part? nonstop. The travel. I think in part? general, maybe um in the lines of traffic. So how many people are on the road? Better. Slash with uh gas stations, cleanliness, coffee people's needs, energy drink up. needs. Um yeah, people's attitudes. People, people are, for the most part is traveling okay at the moment because that's honestly what I'm. I, I think yeah. it depends on the person. I think people are just tired. But I think generally, yeah. I, like, I'd have to say, out of all the states I've been in, and out of all the people, we went through five or six states. I mean, yeah. Uh, no offense, but total offense, Oklahoma City, you suck. Okay. Like people there were horrible. Suck, but they were very. They were rude. rude. They were very rude. They were, they were extremely rude. Yeah. And rude. I, like, <laughs> like Oklahoma City was one of my worst places. Ever visited, and yeah. you've probably been there a few times, right? Yeah, since it's yes. the halfway mark. Like, we've all been to at least 15 but big cities. That I, was one of the to, worst. It seems like these restaurants have followed the guidelines. For example, here in Colorado, you go to Chili's, it's just 50% capacity. Yeah. You know, it's not you can't sit at the bar rail, they have nope. to, they table table. Up to it, and yeah. then they have the booths or tables separated. Mm-hmm. You have that distance, Oklahoma City. We, we went, went to Texas Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse. It was a great Ooh. Texas Roadhouse. Oh my gosh, those 40 people in a room Food for 20. Food was excellent, the service like... was excellent, but every we table was filled. Like I felt like I was at a wedding where they invited too many people. I yeah. think I was closer to... With a free to... bar. Yeah. Close... A limitless free bar. Yeah. And a saddle. Making and the Walmart. I was closer to sitting at the table across from us there than I was three, ours. There were three <laughs> birthdays in the Walmart was... Oh, rude. Horrible. Yeah, we, we sat in line on one end, and on the other end, we were, like, running into people. 
Yeah. yeah. That's what I So you're right. Every earlier. state is different. It depends on the state you're But we had our mask on at Walmart. At a but, restaurant, you know, like, we, you can have them in your pocket, but you're not going to use but them. But generally the speaking, I think people are being more cautious and smarter. Most overall. people overall. And because of the guidelines and the security and the scrutiny and all that, it's it's been much safer to travel. Okay, what about prices? Been. We talked about plane uh, tickets being uh, half price. Gas uh, prices are most, slowly going up. Most goods and products are up. Gas prices are slowly going up. I mean, um, they were down they're to like... a dollar more here. <laughs> well, in Colorado and California. Yeah. They're going to be the most expensive. Texas but, is the leading, You know, yeah. even in the last three months, we saw it go from 103 to 169 Yeah. So they are gradually going up. But ultimately, we should just be grateful that they were cheaper. Gas all. is gas. You're going to pay. Um, you, see to- yeah. you find toilet paper when you go to the store. Yeah, and so... Oh, gosh. Y'all remember think, that when we couldn't but, find trainers? I think that what... You still can't find it. Mm. I think, so, if you would have asked me in May, no, sorry, April. If you would have asked me in April if I thought that people were taking it seriously, I would have said, well, I would have said yes. Really? April? Yes, because most of the states were shutting down. Yeah. They were finally getting their act together. They were, that's when you could make your own coffee in a Love's truck stop and stuff like that. You could or couldn't? Could not. Could not. Uh, That's I, kept me from getting coffee, honestly. I think right now people have basically just decided that that depending on what party they vote for, either Republican or Democrat, is going to determine whether or not they wear a mask or whether or not they take this seriously. Which is stupid. And so I think right now we are actually returning to the country that we were before the pandemic, which is split 50-50. Very segregated. Very polarized yeah. and very opposite. You're right. either in box one or box two. We're, we're definitely in a non... I don't think that's a good thing. Yes, there's been action and murder and br- brutality, but I feel like we are literally in the most non-brutal form of civil war we could be in in 2020. Well, we're in we're in an ideological battle. Right. Well, I, I mean, and only hearing you guys say that, I feel like there's... I've heard less about shootings than I've heard in the last two or three years. That's because yeah. there's more. Because there's more, yeah, there's more civil war, but also more light is being shed on the injustice done between whether it's, you know. Black and white. or It's black versus white, white versus black, cops versus non-cop, um, government versus citizen. Disease it's, it's versus everywhere. Vaccine, like you said, yeah. it's a civil war. So yeah. whatever we can do against each other is happening. Most of, most of the issues that we... Most of the issues that we have in this country are are less about race and more about economic status. So poor more, more poor white people do. and poor black people are pretty much screwed in this country because we do not have an economy that works for everyone. Would you say screwed is in indefinitely, or do you think that hard to no, come from the bottom? To I the would top. say I would say that I was born. Well, people did it. Sorry from the hundred. I would say that I was born into a, a two-parent household, and even though my parents have had their I issues, like just it. like everyone Someone's else, the sorry, bless you. Yeah, I was still, I still had an. I'm sorry, man. That's the third time. <laughs> I still had an upper hand as uh-huh. a child, being born in a two-parent household. Mm-hmm. So I think looking at my own life and realizing that things that I struggle with as a result of how I was raised or fill in the blank. Even as privileged as I am to be born in a two-parent household, 
with grandparents who were well enough off to be able to buy me my first car and stuff like that. I still struggle with the most basic things. So now I put myself in a position of either white, black, or Hispanic who is born into poverty. And I think about how much harder it would be to pull myself up by my bootstraps. Right now, yeah. Right now especially. Because it's hard enough as it is. And I, I have, my parents are both still alive. I have a support system. And it's still hard, I'm even sorry, for me. sorry, but you're a white mm-hmm. man. Like your, norm, yeah. your normalcy is still hard to you. It's still hard to me. But you wonder, like, yeah, so, but you're looking at it from a perspective where... To put myself in the others. position of someone else who is right. not as privileged as me, not even based on the color of their skin. I'm not talking about white privilege. I'm talking about I'm talking about privilege in areas that we sometimes Just don't think about. Just financial or... economic. What your family owns. Yeah. My parents own property. I have grandparents y'all were, that were Y'all alive. had gifts that people were willing Correct. to like seek out and hire y'all to come perform. So if I if I Heritage had been is, if I had yeah. been born into an extremely poverty stricken situation, I don't know how I would have reacted. Because I know how I want to react now, even even with all the luxuries not that I have. In life. Not, sometimes yes. sometimes I want to say screw it to the whole world and do things that are counterproductive to me just because it makes me feel good in the short term. So putting myself in a position of somebody who is extremely poor, you know, born into a bad neighborhood with bad friends and bad parents, I don't know how I would have reacted. But I don't think that's color-based. I think it's economic-based. I think poverty is the main, the main issue because people who are born into white poverty, people who are born into Hispanic poverty, and people who are born into black poverty all suffer the same problems. I think it's I think it's definitely interesting um, because I've recently become a fan of Machine Gun Kelly. Mm. He's a white dude who has many talents, but he started by rapping, and he talks about Eminem. Or well, there's Eminem obviously, but him and Eminem had like that small rap battle or whatever, and I think mm. it shed a lot of light on you know they're white males and they rap. Okay, mm. that's not normally a white male's forte. But they are very good at it. But most of their friends and where they started from, where they talk about where they came from, Mm -hmm. it's not about black and white. But they happen to have a lot of African-American best friends. And they were were brought up in a very, like, in the same atmosphere where maybe most, like, I don't know, how would you say? Like, when when you think of your white person who goes to church every Sunday, whatever, like whatever I hear the stereotype is, because I honestly don't know, because I've, I've never stereotyped them necessarily, they kind of are very similar because of the way they were brought up. Correct. They say on this, like Tyler here says that when he was in school, he went to a lot of different schools, but a lot of them, he was a minority. But that didn't really matter to him because you made friends wherever you went, right? Well, I was good at basketball. Well, Tyler could jump. Did it matter to you that you? Um, for me, it didn't. But as it went by, and as it happened over and over and over again, I realized it mattered to everybody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and that's just every every town I moved to, every state, every school I went to. Um. Oh man, that new white boy's hanging out with all the black boys. Oh man, that new white boy's hanging out with all the blah blah blah. It, It was always an ongoing thing, and for me, it was just like you guys are just. Current. And I was brought up to not yeah. notice color, and now that I'm more educated and I'm starting to form my own right. words, 
I realize that that's ignorant. There, that there were way you see more. Color yeah. wherever you are when when I was a little boy at six, seven years old, I realized there were more Cubans, uh, Haitians, Mexicans, and Blacks than there were whites in my neighborhood. I mean, so yeah. so the moral of the story is like we're not getting into Race. color, right? No, or any of the stuff that is a very hot issue right now because ultimately we're humans things. talking to other humans. Yeah. And while colors and stuff can matter depending on what the issue is at the moment, we're just trying to all get through this together. We all need to pull together. Yeah. And so I hope anyone traveling or looking to travel kind of gets an idea. I think we all feel safe. Ultimately, we felt safe traveling over the last five months. Y'all felt safe in a plane and in car. We felt safe getting here with the dog. Y'all had a cat in the car in the last <laughs> yes. half. Um, I was more scared than I hopped Memphis after that festival than I am. Well, that's because someone brought <laughs> a gun in there. Someone walked into it okay. with a gun. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, if you have any more direct questions for listeners, just hit me up and I'll make maybe a short segment on that. But we're going to tie this episode up with the fact that. Our friend Josh Baker has his own podcast, and that him and his beautiful wife Irene and their amazing three children, they're not only just out here spending money and wasting time, they're out here building something that they've wanted for a long time, and that against all the odds, and, and with it not being easy, and with pandemics and civil wars going on, they are fighting for their heart and fighting for their dream at all costs. And they have their own podcast and YouTube, and I'm going to let them talk more about that and the details that come with that, so you can check it out. Could you say that again, just exactly how you I can rewind that. it, that was, and that's that really was good. Really I love you. I was feeling it, you know? <laughs> I was, like, in the zone. Yeah. The, the poor, sweet kids are, like, hiding in their room so they don't make sound. Yes, we're just finishing up for, like, five more minutes, and then you're allowed to pee. Yeah, you hold it. Like, five minutes. Hold yeah, I don't think I can hold five minutes. <laughs> I, gotta go, I gotta go too, but we're in it, y'all. We're tying this up. Okay, go. Yeah, so I do have a podcast, and I'll be honest with you, I have I have struggled to get past episode number four. It took me three months to make another episode, so I feel you. Yeah, I'm gonna have to show y'all up then. We're we're having issues right now because um, you're at a standstill. I'm at a standstill. I don't want my podcast to be to lack passion, but I also know that I need consistency. Okay. Right? So, originally, my podcast was going to be basically exactly what we're doing right now. Talking to people, interviewing people. But you know as well as I do. It's hard to find people that show up. It's hard to find people that, that get past the, oh, that would be awesome phase. Yeah. Right? When and you I'm stick s- a mic in their face. And I'm mic. sorry, but rather people it's one right. <laughs> or 100 listeners, yeah. the point is for people to get something from it. Correct. And it's, all, it's well, not always is, easy to find someone to give, like... Right, and the point is for me, which is what I've said from the very beginning, is to enjoy doing it. Right. And basically anything past episode four I have not found uh, passion for, and I don't mm-hmm. want to just put stuff out into the to the ecosystem, the atmosphere. Yeah. There's Ooh. enough to watch and listen yeah. to like that. Has, like people yeah. have their own stuff. So, yes, I do have a podcast, and I will be doing another episode. What is your podcast? The podcast is The Buzz buzzjb.podbean.com the buzzjb.podbean.com uh, I'll send a, I'm going to put a link on this episode there as well you go. We also have a Patreon account Patreon Waka waka I am a Patreon of their account you guys Yes 
And I am a I'm a Patreon of yours. That's true. I, you and Tyler are my only Patreons. We are each other's best friends. We are. You gotta support each other. So um, oh, I get out of it. <laughs> our, our Patreon account is uh, patreon.com slash SLV Baker Adventures. And basically what we're trying to do with the Patreon account is trying to get enough followers and pat- and, and patrons so that we can raise money to give away free trips to Colorado. Uh, This would be basically like a three-day weekend-type trip, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all-inclusive, room, board, hotel, food, experiences, the whole thing. Uh, If we can get enough patrons, I need 35 patrons at $5 a month. To make this a reality. To make it a reality. And the reason... Let's do the math, folks. There you go. And you have how many right now? Five? I'm at five. five. So I need 30 more by the end of this episode. And that's do so get, get to clicking. Get to clicking. <laughs> no, seriously. And I mean, I don't know how often me and Tyler will be out here, but we're out here at least until this October. Yeah. And we're definitely going to come back because these are our best friends. And we I believe in what really, they're doing. I would really love to give away the first trip. In to September. Tyler. In I'll September? Take it. This be, September? This September. We'll go wherever you want, that man. That would be... That would be awesome. <laughs> September, With a working vehicle. Yes. <laughs> September is one of the the best months. Yes, I've heard. In Colorado, especially late September. So I'm I looking would, at your cover photo right now, and it's just Mount Blanca, a full moon, and, like, cattle. I mean, we drove up to their house only once this past week. And there were wild horses with their butt against their new building. Yes. I kind of technically was attacked by one, but, you know. Twice. I'm just that cool. Um, he they, just loved you. They shoot away. Yeah, this dude was massive, and I still have love for this horse, and I would love to adopt it one day. But anyways. If you don't say five, I'll pee on myself. What'd you say? Five? Yeah. Tyler has to pee. We all have to pee, but get over it. We're having a good conversation. So, anyways. We have a YouTube channel, too. And what's it called? It's SLV Baker Adventures. And what does SLV stand for? San Luis Valley Baker Adventures. Okay, San so Luis Valley Baker Adventures. We'll be posting a new, uh, a new. And video on Instagram, this week. it's the Buzz JB, or you can hit me up at J O S B A K E. Nineteen eighty three. All right, I'm gonna put links to these. I plan to, but also we're like literally best friends, and we only adventure. That's all we do. Every day is an adventure. We're sitting at a kitchen table in an RV, and it's a big adventure. Kind of like, because we all had to pee, and we're going to see who gets to pee first. But We only have one bathroom, so. That's true. Or you Um, can watch the bathhouse. That's true. That hopefully, I can't wait for you to clean. Um, (laughs) I challenge you to at least go check out their Patreon page. Uh, Fill it in your heart. It's $5. It's a Starbucks coffee one time. I mean... If you if you do it a month and don't feel like it's doing anything for your heart, then quit. Whatever. But you could literally come to Colorado for, you know, I would say free, but technically it's that $5 a month. And it's incredible. I never thought I would end up in Colorado. And these two people right here took me and Tyler, what, three years ago? And now we're here our third time. And we're here for more than just a week. We're here for four. Ever. Not for four. Forever. <laughs> For at least Starts three months. <laughs> so, anyways, thank y'all for listening. This is the longest episode I've done. Thank you and for having us. You're so welcome. Uh, we're not going to make you listen to the sound of the tinkles. <laughs> All right, much love. Much love. Peace Be a good out. human. Be a good human. Yes. And Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Anything else? And if you else? haven't, like or subscribe. Love your bad life. YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. Bye.